I'm looking forward to this because I, I haven't played a lot of games, so I'm looking forward to hearing about, especially Jeff, you played a bunch. Kyle, you dove into Pokemon and heard about that one. I just haven't had a chance to game as much. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I know I will have a chance to. It's one of those things where I know it balances out. So I think I yeah. think back to earlier this year when I was pouring in like dozens of hours a week into Elden Ring, for example. Mm-hmm. And I know, Jeff, you were busy in the studio and you were doing shows and you were watching movies and you're like, I just didn't have as much time to game. And I remember like that pendulum just kind of shifts from time to time, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so I am excited to have you guys carry the the gaming load for us this week. Dan, I don't know you probably have had some time yeah. to game, but you're load. kind of... Tim, I will carry that <laughs> load for you real it. good. I will carry that load for you. Dude, soon. I just I just, saw the, uh, I just saw the bloopers in It's Always Sunny when they're t- trying to do the prison scene, and he's like, oh, we'll come with our butts filled for you. So, oh, so <laughs> filled for you? And they can't get through the scene? <laughs> uh, I don't know how they... I don't know how shows like that, how they get through anything. I don't know how I they... Don't need, I honestly don't either. Well, especially because they get to ad-lib so much. Yeah. And, They've said on the and podcast, just, like, their goal is to make each other break. Like, they yeah. want to make each other break. So just that, throwing in one extra descriptor, like, that's enough to just, right. like, totally yeah. make you crumble, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Their guest they had recently was a guy, I think we talked about this already. He yeah. was just reading. I remember this. He was just reading the resume, and they didn't know he was going to do that. And the resume was so stupid. Like, from 2006 to 2008, um odd jobs here and there and he would like look at them and wait and they just died laughing because they had no idea what the resume was gonna say yeah that's the thing they handed the actor a prop and yeah. he just read it he just read it he just read it and they were basically reacting <laughs> sometimes it's just how time. you how you deliver the lines or it's, you know, it's just, just even eye contact can set you off yeah, you know yeah, you're yeah. just like because if you yeah. know the goal is that they're trying to break you like oh man that can be enough. that's what happened you get in uh, your own way you know that's what happened in the office a lot with steve carell and john krasinski. yes steve would give him this look in the eyes and john yep. would be like i can't look at you dude I'm, I'm krasinski could not hold it together like he's like yeah, the most bloopers right like most of the yeah, bloopers he's, most of them. Yeah. he's the yeah. jimmy fallon of the office that's what you're trying to say <laughs> Hey, hey, how dare you? How dare you? So good. So good. I'm like, yeah, so good. Dude, that, that time when Michael Scott wanted to, uh, he wanted to carpool to New York, and Jim just couldn't get through that scene, because he would go right to his ear and be like, so you want you want to carpool? You guys want to take a yeah. carpool to you? <laughs> Jim, he could not. The early, the early bird the gets the worm. It's the... the early worm gets the worm. He's like, so there's two worms? <laughs> <laughs> or when Dwight couldn't get through the the uh penis announcement about yeah yep, yep. flashed oh, yep. man. i think the sometimes bloopers for some of my favorite shows end up being the things i watch way more than the episodes themselves sometimes it just depends but yeah. i love a good blooper reel man i really do you know who they didn't really fully take advantage of and i can't think of the actor's name is gabe on the office backwoods he's not oh, having yeah, yeah 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 like there's great. a blooper of him like where there's the there's uh him dwight and jim in the uh in that like kind of middle room there and he's talking about like i don't even remember what it yeah, is it's that like he's a, saying it's like he's... the middle break room yeah. yeah 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 and he's talking it's the one where like dwight's like trying to get jacked up it's that episode yeah, where they're, they're yeah. gonna work and, out and or whatever. Zach woods is just making stuff up he's just yeah he's just saying all this stuff that doesn't even right. end up on the show it's just completely and like they the both of them just like cannot handle it like at all like Jim Krasinski is just like uh, Jim Krasinski. John Krasinski is yeah. uh, is just like <laughs> wheezing in the back. It's yeah, it's good stuff. I love bloopers. Big fan. Big fan of bloopers. Big Same fan. Reason. Big fan. Because it's already a funny scene I'm familiar with, and you get to see actors that you really admire and think are funny, but even they're laughing. Yeah. So it, just, it makes me laugh so hard. I just love it. Yeah. Love it. Um, so yeah, we'll talk about stuff we're watching, of course, later too. Plus stuff we're playing. Let's just jump right into it. The, the main release this week, I think, even though there's been several 
interesting games out this week has to be Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, at least as okay, far man. as like as far as like the industry and culture goes, that's the most significant release, um, I would say. So I haven't played it. I've only read about it, but I have strong opinions because of what I read. That's how the internet works. And that's how I'm going to operate. <laughs> oh, well then Tim, go ahead. Take the floor. I have, I have zero opinions, but I wanted to see what you guys thought about the conversation around this game and that I've seen two parts of it. It's, Hey, this game is super fun and takes the series to a next level, new level, whatever you want to say. Like it's, it's evolving it in a good way, but also the switch hardware is really showing its age. Cause boy, the performance has some issues sometimes. Not throughout, but like sometimes. So maybe it is throughout. I don't know. So what do you guys think about would, that? And how's the game? I would say it's constantly, Tim. <laughs> okay. All right. Those so what are the, first issues. of all, let's just get the negative out of the way. Let's get the N out of the way here. Okay. What is yeah. the, what are the negatives know. here about this game? Like what's the, what's the performance issues? Is how, it how far did you get in, Dan, before? Honestly, I... my biggest gripe above all else, honestly, is like, all right, you, you're the highest grossing franchise out of anything. How the F do you not have voice acting? For the love of God, just they, put voice a, acting in your game. They said a long time ago they'll never have voice acting. But, so, but didn't Sword know, and Shield like, have a little bit? I swear. Um, sure, so, maybe are you sure? Like, maybe like, like, meh. Yeah, like, yeah, like no, no, I swear there like was that. actual voice acting. I could be I wrong. Know, dude. You but, would have to prove me. You would have to prove me wrong because I feel so strongly that that's a no. <laughs> Either way, Kyle, they need to backtrack on that because it's stupid and just put voice acting. The anime you have an anime that's been literally on air for like twenty years, if not more. Like, Isn't, aren't those voices annoying? They're so I, annoying. Well, I mean, whatever. It's, I, I remember. I remember the lack watching of it. voice acting is so far down on the list of actual problems with this game. Oh, you see, for me, I, I just <laughs> that don't, is so silly don't, that we're wasting. Don't not time give on. me voice acting. <laughs> I'm, what I'm saying is, the franchise makes so much money. There's no reason to not hire voice actors to just like okay. have the game be acted. They can't out, even like. hire devs to make a game that runs. Sure. Probably. Yes. And, like, so, exactly. You know, I, I don't. I don't exactly. know. I don't know if money is like the issue, or well, it is the, the money at the right. You know. You know, that is the uh, issue. I don't is know. It a, is it a fair comparison, even visually outside of the performance? I saw someone put a side by side of one of the landscapes in Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Xenoblades, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they put up a landscape of this new Pokemon game. Like I know they're trying to be very different things, but they're technically both uh, on the Switch. They're Switch only RPGs where you can yes. explore. Like, is there is that valid to say uh, again, look at what this can do? Just specify I think those are really valid comparisons. Thing, but... Yeah, that's more a personal gripe, the voice acting thing. The actual technical issues, and like you just said, the comparison to Xenoblade. Yeah, we need to get back to a baseline with the series before we yeah. even address, like, yes. adding, you know what I mean? Like, because, like, Arcurus, Arcurus, or whatever it's called, like, it worked Arceus. fine. There was still some, like, lagging and chugging and stuff like that there or whatever. Like, take all those problems and amplify them by, like, tenfold or whatever. Um, wow. it, it, I mean, it, the performance is so bad. I walked into a town and the windmill was going at like one frame per second. <laughs> <laughs> There's know? some great stuff on, on like, Twitter uh, this, of uh, performance issues. Or there's like this one point, this person like literally becomes like this like elongated Mr. Fantastic. And they're like on a bike the, uh, or the thing that you get in the game. The, uh, the, the, the Pokemon that are on the cover, you, you can ride them as motorcycles. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And they're like sort of in a position of like they're on a bike and their body starts elongating like they're Mr. Fantastic and, and they keep getting up. And... See, and like my stuff is just like chugging and just performance popping. Uh, even while well, I'm not the frame guy, like these frames are 
in the single day. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's noticeable. Derek like, would, ki- Derek even, would kill even myself, who's constantly <laughs> wants to excuse that stuff, is just like, whoa, <laughs> I'm, gonna have yeah. hard, I'm gonna have a hard time defending that one. I feel like oh. Pokemon um, could be at 240 frames per second, and Derek would still want to kill himself for playing it. But yeah, that's just I, me. You know, I, I don't one know one less what thing the, to kill himself over. <laughs> I don't know if you need to bring Monolith software people over to like work on this. I, I don't really know how you get yeah, like a, a, a yeah. game like that to run, even though there is some slowdown and pop ins like in Xenoblade 2, but it's, it's not to this level. And Pokemon's very crude looking, you know what there's I mean? More, not, there's way more going on in, in Xenoblade, like in the background in the environment, way more going on in Xenoblade. And there's way well, more yeah. they didn't seem to have these issues, and that's a crazy game visually. And like it is, but the, the backgrounds happened. are obviously low res, you know. They and are. so, you know, so, so that that's where they made the concessions. Like, so where do you make those concessions in Pokemon to make an already low res game run properly, you know? Like, mm, I, I, I don't know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It no, just seems and, like it also wasn't optimized, right? Like they no, just didn't. Not at all. They well, didn't and even... that and that's what we were talking about in the chat. Like a, a Nintendo game not being optimized. What the heck? Like every Nintendo game that's ever come out, like has mostly. I'm sure someone in the comments is gonna be like, "Well, remember this game?" You know, for the for the most part, Nintendo games release and yeah. never need like a major update. You know what I mean? Like they just yeah. come out of the box working, and even like. Even your games that are like exclusives that aren't Nintendo games, like your Monster Hunters, like Tim brought up, and and there's and and Monolith Software, which we just brought up, you know, like those games come out and they work, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it's so yeah. weird to watch a multi-billion-dollar franchise release a game that like I don't know performs like this or whatever. Um, um, Sword, so Sword and Shield came out 2019, so like I mean that's three-ish years, just kind of like yeah give or take of like between these two releases it's like i don't know how big or small these teams are they also did the um they did the uh, remakes or remasters or whatever of um what was it diamond and pearl was it diamond and pearl i think i think it was, I think it was diamond and pearl that so right. it's like i don't know i don't know if that's like the b team also doing that or if that's even like the main team contributing towards that so it's like I don't really know how they like split up their resources. Yeah, how they split honest, up their yeah. resources, but it's like three years is like a decent amount of time to like. Yeah, and the know. open world is like it's big, but it's like take those areas in Sword and Shield and like those big open areas. That's the whole game, you know, the same. And which those yeah. areas had a lot of pop in and stuff like that too. So even on a smaller scale, they didn't really have. Not as bad though. It wasn't as bad. Not as bad because it's a smaller area, but it's yeah, like, it's because that game you, wasn't. Still we should have been able to guess that this game was gonna run like this. Just based off of how those open areas like in Arceus and um you know sword and shield were so those that's that's the negative it's pretty pretty crazy i mean on handheld like those things are a little more minimal uh the second i put it on my tv it's kind of like a whole different experience it's just almost laughable you know but it being capped at like 30 frames like on the handheld and like it only needing to reach 720 instead of 1080 for whatever reason that just minimizes a lot of the issues um so you know it is a handheld only series or handheld mostly series. So it, at least it works still in that regard. But like uh, it is nice to be able to throw it up on your TV and have like a not broken experience. Even though I wouldn't call it broken, I haven't had the game crash on me. I haven't lost progress. You know, I haven't yeah. come, run into a game breaking. But it's just bad performance, bad optimization. So so you've been mostly doing it handheld, whereas I I'm the yeah. opposite. My <laughs> wife and I were playing on the TV because we we played them together now. Um, I, uh, so it's I've, just I've done about TV half for... and half at this point. Okay. So. Yeah, okay. I've got about like eight hours on the TV, um, eight hours in handheld. So yeah, I haven't had anything too egregious happen. But we've, we're, I don't know, maybe a couple hours in. We're, we're like kind of like right on the outskirts of that first, I guess, like w- what we would call a town, maybe. Like okay. basically, you had like that cave in the event, that event in the cave happen. 
Mm. Um, and then you kind of go in that you're kind of following along with that new friend that you make. And honestly, it was just kind of running around. Um, yeah. And the game really wants you just to do that. Like, hey, just yeah. stop and run around every like square inch of this area because there is something to find, whether it be an item or a, yeah. maybe a, a chance of getting a cool Pokemon or something like that is there. So like the 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 want to explore is very high in this game um and they they at least put things out there with markers to kind of like oh there's a glowing thing over there let's go see what kind of pokeball that is or whatever and like oh while i'm here wow look at all these types of monsters over here so it's like you have a really nice feeling of of exploration in this game which uh which they finally nailed after all this time yeah I was going to say, do you want to now try to jump into some positives, some peas instead of some... Yeah, uh, big time, because yeah. I have mostly nothing but peas outside of that, other than just the laughable, you know, state that it's been put out in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, other than yeah, it being but, laughably bad. Let's yeah, outside of that, everything about it is stupid. Oh, you said pea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, this is honestly I'm, giving me, like, the vibes of, like, playing Pokemon back in the day, like, when I first started. Because yeah, it's like, this is the first open, I didn't play Arceus. So for me, this is the first, like, fully open Pokemon game. I didn't get to experience, I didn't This is way more Arceus. open than Arceus, you know? Like, okay. Arceus was, like, a little zone. It's like, hey, go walk straight in the zone. And, like, that was your open world area. This is, like, very much so, they start you in the heart of the entire uh, place. And whenever the game opens up, it's like, okay, so... You know what to do and you're like no i don't you know but the game actually takes it, the training wheels off really quick not in terms of difficulty but just in terms right. of like really what you want to do um and you can walk into an area and, and to say that's open world and you go anywhere is kind of nutty like it's still like like level yeah counts. so it's like yeah, you yeah. walk into an area and it's level 50 things and you're level five guess who's not making progress in that area you know so it's like there is some kind of boundaries that it wants to, but they're really light. You know what I mean? There's a lot of yeah. areas where you're walking in an area and it might be like a level, you know, like 15, 20, 25 area. But when you get to level 15, you're kind of already 25. So you can really take care of all that stuff, you know, in any but, kind of order. You know what actually so. super like though, Kyle, um, is targeting the Pokemon because you can throw your Pokeball to kind of like catch them off guard. Yep. So you can, you can basically like target a Pokemon and it'll show the level. So you're like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I don't yeah, want to go yeah. for this level, like, in the beginning. Like, I don't I don't catch level two Pokemon. I try to go for, like, a four or five just sure. to kind of cut out some of those extra levels that, or, you know, kind of jump ahead a little bit. Um, and, yeah, in the beginning, I was like, oh, shoot, you can actually target it. And then you hurl your Pokeball at them, your, your, your um, starter Pokemon, to kind of catch them off guard. And I, I super enjoyed that. I thought that was really cool. Also, what I super enjoy in the beginning of the game, Kyle, I, is there's, a, there's like literally 15, if not more, different Pokemon to catch right out the gate. Yeah, you just go you to know, that it, first area there. And it's just far removed like, from the times of like starting with just a rat and a pigeon. You know what sure. I mean? Like, yeah, Which you still really, exists. Yeah, yeah. But not, <laughs> but not really. You can't get a Pidgeotto. You can't get a Rattata in that first right. area. Right. Well, I'm saying there's like, like a bird. There's the bird and there's a there's a bug and like the kind yeah. of default stuff. But like there's a variety right out the gate. And I was yeah, like, oh, wow, really, I'm, I'm already You can build catching. a team really nicely before you hit that first, you know, city. So, you know. It, How dare you disparage Rattata and Pidgey? I, hey, I used to take Pidgey all the way <laughs> Pidgey's Pidgey. Pidgey's like one of the best flying Pokemon out there. Um, but <laughs> Shut anyways, up I um yeah I'm really enjoying it you know there, there's not a lot to talk about outside of it just being Pokemon, how's it different you know? so it's open world that's a huge difference yeah is that the main thing that sets it apart from like say Sword and Shield which yeah, didn't Sword and, and Shield open things up a little more than before too wasn't it not really there no. was like a main area okay. in the, in there, the was, middle there was two of the main areas that were like like 
pokey parts to, yeah. that you could just uh, okay. you know like okay. explore kind of to your heart's content but it wasn't like really that. open world yet not really right. that okay. area was open you know but like yeah, there yeah, was yeah. A, there was an entrance to it and an exit to it and like you could go gotcha. there and like so there's there's that but the, that's the whole world now you know and again like you can exactly. you can walk and go anywhere and you you start off with like a you know this motorcycle pokemon or whatever that allows you to get around pretty easily uh, to a lot of different places so and there are, is a lot to do you know there there's the three different stories you know i would really call them three different activities you know calling them stories is kind of crazy um you know it's not the witcher you know you don't have like the main story and then blood and you know blood and the sand or whatever it's called in and which and witcher goes to france i think is the third one yeah you nailed it you got all of them right um yeah it's not like that where it's it's like literally three different stories you know like no you have three different objectives and like those things are kind of woven out pretty organically through this place you know but like for the first time ever when you go off road like in these games it feels like you're kind of lost you're like i don't where did I come from? I forgot where I was, you know? So there is a sense of, uh, gra- you know, grandness, I guess, like in the environments and stuff like that. They're just, you know, um, it's, it's at the end of the day, you're just collecting items and, and Pokemon. So have you that's... gotten to any gems yet, Kyle? Yeah. I've done like six gems. gems. Really? Gems. Yeah. Six of yeah, them? I'm like, wow. I, okay. yeah. I'm like, I'm super far into the game. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm, li- I'm literally 16 hours in. That wasn't a made up number. <laughs> as so, far as combat goes, it's still turn based RPG, basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it feels a little more kind of like, because like you don't go into an arena and like it, like it just zooms in right where you are, which that's what yeah. happens with a lot of the camera angles. If you're on a slope or anything like that, that camera will clip right through and like yeah. you'll be seeing like half sky and half, you Ooh, know, ground. Sounds beautiful. Like Oh, it's it wonderful. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, so like they're they're these big changes have caused big issues, you know, for them. It's like, hey, we've been making the same game every year for the last 30 years and a little more has been asked from us. And we kind of, you know, shit the bed a little bit here. Biting, but, um, uh, biting off a little more. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I would still say the positives outweigh the negatives if you're already a Pokemon fan. But you're not grabbing any new people with like a world that is this unfunctional, you know, from the start. So, yeah. Um, it's just not alluring, you know, to hear about all that. And that's the other thing I keep on hearing. It's like it's down to 76, the lowest it's ever been. We all treat this series like a seven. You know what I mean? So 76 True. may actually be a little more. <laughs> you know, I was, so I was looking been, through the Metacritic know? scores, right? I was about to bring that up. I was looking through them and they there are some that are in the high 80s, like uh, yeah. Sun yeah. and Moon and X and Y. It's like some of them have just just killed it with reviews. Yeah. And there's some that didn't. Some of them were, were down in the low 80s or down into the high 70s. So this is not, it's not like it's way behind by a lot. It's just a few no. points below previous. And even when you give a Pokemon, let's just call it an 86 Metacritic score or whatever, I'm I'm always kind of like, really guys, you know, and I play these every year and uh, to, yeah. uh, you know, to the extreme, but like, these aren't a 9 out of 10 series. It's not an 8 no. out of 10 series, you know what I mean? It but is, it is it on is. our hearts with, like, the original ones, right? Yeah. The original yeah. Blue and Red is, like, dude, in, in well, my heart, not, that's nostalgia, know, man. It's, nostalgia. it's my yeah. ultimate, like, palate cleanser at the end of the year every year. It just feels nice to, like, kind of blow through. I have a lot of friends that play this, so it becomes kind of a weirdly communal thing for a little while, you know, for those few, first few weeks that it comes out. And they do a really good job of, you know, giving you kind of reasons to come back throughout the next year, you know, with DLC or or mystery presents that they give you over the internet and stuff like that. So it's like, they do a good job of like creating a, you know, a sense of like, Hey, I'm, I, you know, I, we're back in Pokemon season again. And it definitely, November always feels like that to me. So. Yeah. Sword and shield. We're at 80 and uh, violet mm-hmm. and scarlet are at 77, just as far as Metacritic goes for whatever that's worth. <laughs> so it's not like it's that far off from no. the last entry. 
Yeah. Um, the reason I was bringing up the gyms, though, because you can approach them, what I heard, I remember before the game coming out, you can actually go out of order with the gyms, right? Because of the sort of yeah, sign yeah. of the game, you can kind of just go to By the time I started doing gyms, I could have done the first three gyms and stomped all over them. It wouldn't yeah, have so mattered what order it was. Even though but, they were like tiered like 15, 20, 25. Mm -hmm. I was like 27 by the time I showed up to any, the very first gym, you know, so... But the fact you know, that you theoretically, could, yeah. I could I could really grind and never do a gym and then just go straight for the last gym and just do that mm. one if you really wanted to, you know. But I'm guessing you probably need the badges to get like sort of the elite four thing is you they always that's, check to make sure you have the badges. Well, right? and that's the other thing is that like you can't really do what I just said because uh, you know when you get a gym badge, you can now control Pokemon five levels right, higher, that too. so 25, that too. 35, yes, 40, yes. you know, and so on and so forth. So if you're rocking a team of 50s, none of them are listening to you if you don't have five you know, right. gym badges. So. I'm not listening to you. <laughs> I'm not listening to you. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, like, again, I'm not nearly as far as um, as Kyle, but it is giving me that beginning sensation of like, oh, this feels like a sort of like a really kind of like mysterious adventure. Like, I don't know what's what's before me, because I, I especially with this one, I really have like been trying to stay away from like the them unveiling new Pokemon and stuff I like seen I, any of them. So when yeah. I see a new one, I'm like, whoa, and I've never done that before. So this is like, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Like, I usually fun, yeah. yeah, I usually check some. Or like with the starters, yeah. I, I like to I always kind of just I usually go with water ultimately, um, but I, I usually go with whatever looks the coolest in their final form. And this one, I just didn't do that at all. Um, yeah. So who did you There's actually a real air of that? mystery to this that really likens back to the original? So I, I do really enjoy that. And uh, I, again, I, I have mostly positive things to say about the whole game. But, it's you know, I, what what started a couple updates are coming, you know, hopefully yeah, yeah. Yeah. What started did you go with, Co? Uh, the Pompadour duck thing. Yes, yes. Um, Quaxley? Sure. Yeah, Quaxley. <laughs> sure. Yeah, That's Quaxley. water, I assume, right? He's fabulous, yeah. yes. He's very. He's a fabulous duck. Um, we went with uh, Sprigadito, which is the cat, because my wife said so. so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Although, the, the, um, the, was it Foy Coco, which is like the alligator, the fire alligator, the yeah, fire yeah. one? Very that seems adorable. Seems to be the fan favorite. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's just like stare like the, in the beginning, you you actually like walk with them. There's like a story bit where the the guy's like, "I'm gonna go over there, meet me down there, and decide what Pokemon you want." And you literally like go for a walk with them, and they're just following behind you. It's the most adorable thing in the world. And 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 Foy Coco is like just like. <laughs> Like his mouth is just hanging open. He's just looking up into the yeah, sky, just like them, yeah. not a care in, in the world. I was like, dude, this guy is fantastic. But they're they're, they're very adorable. So, yeah. But um, yeah, I I'm I'm enjoying the, again only a couple of hours in, but I am enjoying it. So nice. Well, and it's also one that's fun to play with your wife. Like if it's a game you could play yes. with a friend or family, then that can make the experience more fun too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. cool. Yeah, it's one that I know my kids have on their Christmas lists. Um. You know, they're going to have to wait. I'll tell them too. like, don't worry. By the time it comes to you for Christmas, they'll have patched it. Yeah, it'll run. It'll run. Let them know they're, they're missing the worst version of it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Don't worry, kids. You wait for the patch. You wait for that patch and you'll be good to go. Santa's going to deliver a patch before you get the game. He is. He's going to personally hand deliver that. Hard at work in that workshop of his. Working He's going to show up with the USB drive, plug it into your switch. I like to think that modern day elves are just working on patches for software. And hardware. <laughs> They're in crunch time permanently. Crunch yeah, it's, time, cr yeah. it's crunch. No one ever talks uh -oh. about the elves. Cyberpunk was a there. nightmare for them whenever. I, you know. Thank you for bringing that up, Jeff. I want to. I want to. This is my opportunity to bring up the problem with crunch in the elf community. We don't talk about this. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. yeah. They work Elf once a year, back. Tim. They can handle it. I'll be, okay. I'll, I'll be the aggressor on this one. That's yeah. that's. I hear a lot of privilege from one side of the camera. <laughs> Listen, um, hashtag Elf Lives Matter, all right? Elf Lives Matter. <laughs> Dan's the one that took it there. I didn't do that. All right. Um, there's another game that came out this week from developer Obsidian. And that is Pentiment. This is not the kind of game you would look at and be like, oh, yeah, Obsidian probably made this, right? Yeah, right. Isn't that who, right. The, isn't that who made this? But that's what's on Jeff's background now if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. Jeff, I think you already completed this game. Yeah, right? I did. It was, a, it was um, about like a 10 like, to 12-hour like, experience, yeah. Oh, I, okay. It wasn't like four or five. Wow. Okay. No. Yeah. I have no clue what this game even is. Like, I've, yeah, so I mean, tell us about, I know what it is. But... Tell us about Pentiment and uh, and what was it that compelled you to play it all the way through? That's that's not like a short game to fly through. No, so. it's not. It's, um, I think, once I got into the groove and the pacing of what the game was doing, that's when I decided, all right, I won't go to bed and just stop playing this game forever. Uh because there was an early mark, like early on in the first two hours, I'm walking around as this artist um, in this like ancient French town. And I say ancient, I mean like around the time of Martin Luther, like in the Lutheran ideologies of, of the church uh, start to take fruition because that's they talk about that in the story. That's the time frame that we're looking at. So I'm like wandering around and just talking to people and reading. There's no voiceover. Talk about a gripe that I should have about this game. Obsidian, you have money. This would have been yeah. amazing with voice what, acting. What the hell? This would have been the hell? so no good. Voice they're, acting? Like, they're, they're pedigree being like storytelling and story driven, yeah. like narratives and RPGs. Like, yeah. Still a little voice acting. Dan, you're yeah. allowed to be bad it's, at this one. Listen, I'm, I'm, one I'm even more furious about this then. I'm more furious. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it, but but that's, that was the main turnoff for me at the beginning sure, of it was sure. like, I just have to read and, and sure, sure, the font is very beautiful and very much from that era of writing and stuff. They're like, uh, hey, back then they wouldn't have had voiceovers in their games. Yeah, back then. Okay. <laughs> back then they wouldn't have even okay. said yeah, words. They would have just written down. And games so, were much more simple back games then. Games were very simple back during the Martin Luther days. <laughs> right. We, yeah, all, yeah. we were all there. No one talked back then. Yeah. Everyone just passed <laughs> letters, you know? Yeah. They just grunted like the Monty Python characters. So the world couldn't render speaking. At By the way, it does, servers. the animation and art style does remind me a little bit of Monty Python, the Holy Grail's art. Yeah, it is exactly like that. Yeah, when you when you are allowed to actually roam around the town and it's like a small town, okay. like think South Park, the stick of truth town mm-hmm. and how how kind of it wasn't massive. But you still kind of had to figure out where things were, and then once you yeah. did, you were like, "Oh, I know where they want me to go. They want to go over here." Like you knew exactly where to go after like a few hours of playing it. And this is that that type of map where when it opens up after a conversation, the animation doesn't change. It looks actually like a cartoon, kind of like the Monty Python animation you're talking about, um, which I assume is based on either this game based their artwork on the Monty Python art style, or Monty Python based that art style on genuine art from around that time i don't know but i feel like these guys did their homework because they're referencing a lot of stuff that uh from mythology of like roman mythology and stuff that um unless this game is super goofy i'm gonna assume they both just happen to share the same source material for instance maybe so That's yeah like- maybe so i it's not a it's not a comedic game there are, i mean there are some funny moments every now and then from some characters that are just kind of dickish uh and those interactions can be fun or you can choose to be a dick like you have a choice. It's an RPG in that sense where you can just like choose the meanest option in your list of dialogue choices. And that drives how the community feels about you. And are you, and, are you controlling one character? Yeah, like you're controlling one? uh you're controlling one character and 
there's some story things that happen. Just don't worry about it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> just don't, think, don't worry about it, Kyle. Jeez. Don't worry about the characters, okay? I'm kind of like only uh, no. worrying about it now. So, <laughs> so it's a video it game a you don't think yeah, about. Right. You just don't think about what happens in the game. Uh, there's uh, <laughs> It's a murder mystery, and I kind of knew that going in, but I didn't, I didn't know about the RPG elements where as you're introducing yourself to people, they go, oh, so what did you do before? And then a list of skills pop up that you can choose from uh, that you mm. want to take on for the rest of the game, basically. So I, I, at the beginning, I said, okay, so before I became an artist, I studied law and I lived in Italy. So like I had certain skills where I could translate Italian. I could, um, during a debate, I could be like, well, actually the law says this. So you would actually be fine if you did this or whatever. So you could actually convince people to do something or not do something based on your knowledge um, beforehand. Um, mm. and, and then the, in act two, it, it, it continues. Like there's three acts total. And then those are broken up with chapters, I guess, like mini chapters. Um, and in Act Two, it's like even more, like because it's a story that spans over the course of twenty-five years. So you come back to town uh, after something happens, and uh, and you you are you're supposed to like pick from a new set of skills. Like, okay, this time I stayed in France, and um, I also learned something else. I learned another trade or whatever. Um, so like those those things you pick are the RPG elements. Like it's RPG light because you're not really like I'm gonna upgrade my there's no combat so it's not like i'm upgrading gear or nothing it's not like that rpg it's more conversational based Dude, you're describing game deck game deck has those same rpg through conversation mechanics gotcha. same exact same exact thing yeah. well then you're gonna love this game you're gonna yeah, love it. I'm, I'm i don't know that you'll it. love it like immediately but as soon as you yeah. see the like the murder starts and then like yeah. you your character is like okay i'll just do my own investigation before the uh, the official lords whatever cops the cops back then whatever they were mm -hmm. called uh, come into town and start taking over the investigation. Uh, that's when it that's when it gripped me, and I was like, okay, well, I got to see this through because I just came upon new evidence for this guy and this guy, and like, and time is finite too. Time is a resource in this game, so if you don't get hmm. to explore one specific person that you thought was guilty, then they're just rolled out. When you by the time you yeah. get to, yeah, you, by the time you have to make your verdict and tell the people in charge what you know, you just don't get to choose them as an option. It's it's what? yeah. What the hell was I can't think of what it is that that Russian studio that made that role playing game but like there's no combat in it it's just Disco Elysium yes thank you Jesus Christ yeah. their combat remind, this reminds me the way you're not describing combat, it but but their 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 actions are kind of like a classic board game RPG where mm. you can roll a dice to try to stab somebody and if okay. you don't roll, it seems like yeah. Okay. But that seemed like it yeah. was less about kind of like being a game where the main yeah. thing is like doing it was combat. written by a novelist, so it was like right, right, right. Read this conversation, and, yeah. And and there was internal dialogue in that game too, where like uh, he would have these crazy thoughts that were just yeah. very like exquisitely. But that's written. what this is reminding me of because this yeah. sounds like there's no combat in this, right? Like they right, not fight, right. So. I, I feel like the pacing in this is like Disco Elysium. The only reason I didn't stick with that is because uh, it's just got weird pacing, and it's mm -hmm. I don't know. It's got something about it that made me go, I don't know if I have the patience for it's this. It's got a grimy dirtiness yeah. to it that doesn't, you have to be in the right place for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. and the world that they built out is so intricate that I'm like, I don't have, I don't have the brain space to keep notes on and this. And I don't like, want to skip everything. To play, <laughs> that's the only game you can be playing if you're playing yeah. something. Yeah, and I don't want to miss, like there's so much cool stuff there, I don't want to fly through it and miss a bunch of cool stuff. So. Whereas this yeah. one, what's interesting about this one too is there are so many effing characters in town. And they'll just throw out names like, oh, so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. And the names will be highlighted as if they're a person, it'll be highlighted red or whatever, um, or blue, whatever. It'll be highlighted a different color in your dialogue. And like, 
I didn't I didn't actually memorize who people were until the third act of the story. Like I didn't <laughs> like they would Dude, start I'm terrible out names. The first names of people <laughs> like, oh, go talk to Werner. And I'm like, oh, I know who that is. Like, I actually know where he is in the map and stuff. Like That's it cool. wasn't like a, yeah. as much of a guessing game anymore. But they do like you're, you're thrust in this town and they already are living their lives. They know everybody already. So they kind of just name drop and you kind of have to figure out who is who. Um, and also that you have to figure out along the way how your interactions with them will impact their choices later. Like the, the game does drop little nuggets of this will be remembered, kind of like Telltale um, <coughs> on rare occasion. But you don't you don't really know until later in a critical moment. Like at one point I had to convince a character to leave and be and it'll it'll pop up like a checklist right as I'm about to tell them what to do. And, it, and it, it has all these beats that I didn't hit. Uh, so, like, I wasn't able to convince that person to leave or whatever. So it it shows that instead of a check mark, it has, like, an X. And it's basically like, oh, you failed that part or whatever. Um, but that's just one, I guess, branch of the story that <coughs> I didn't get to explore. But I don't think the game is trying to punish you or say you did something wrong. Uh, I think that's I think that's where the writing excels, too, is, like, they don't really tell you... Whenever you, <clears throat> whenever you find all the evidence for one specific killer in the first act, uh, or the person that you think is a killer, um, and uh, you go and you tell the people in charge, this is who did it, and here's all the evidence. It is just mountains of circumstantial evidence that would not, you know, pass in our current legal system like at all. Uh, but back then, it's like, well, that's enough for me. Let's go chop off their head. Like so. That's <laughs> so. Like you have to make this choice and watch the public execution, and then like that's it. And like I was like holy crap, they didn't even tell me that this person did the murder. Like, I just have to sit with this. That's crazy. Um, and then Act 2 is like the aftermath many years later. It's it's kind of wild. Um, it's a bold-ass game, dude. I'm not going to lie. I was, uh, you know, I was expecting to be supremely bored. <laughs> Honestly, I thought it was going to be a chore, and I was ready to quit. Uh, preparing myself mentally to just quit it after three hours. But uh, when that murder happened, I was like, okay. Okay, you got me now. Now I got to find evidence and parse through it, and yeah, it's really you don't good. Have man. To it's really well anything. done. You just need a good yeah. story, and again, exactly. like the the set the setup of it of like things like missing out on things is very yeah like Telltale or um, yeah very much so or um yeah, yeah. what's the other studio with the uh, Detroit Become Human and so on and so forth Quantic Quantic Dream yeah, Quantic Dream, yeah. thank you. Um, like those type of games, like I love, mm -hmm. I love, you know, that's some of our favorite things about those games yeah. is kind of like that, yeah. that permanent, like, oh shit, like I made a decision, like now the yeah. story is forward. There's no going back. Yeah. yeah. Like, like so there was one, there, there was at times there would be like a conversation that I would have with a character that it would be like my first conversation with them in the game. And they would bring something up uh, related to the murder that I'm investigating. And because I'd never talked to them before, it automatically said, oh, you can't convince this person of anything. Like it just goes. <laughs> It just goes X mark. Oh, you couldn't do it. And I'm like, oh, I had that choice. Like I, you just right. some things you just don't discover until That's way wild. later. And the game, when when you time, like I said, time is a resource. So there's a clock that pops up every now and then when you've spent your time kind of doing too much. And then you have to go to bed. Like you have to eat your meals. You have to do these things. I don't want. Um, so, <laughs> so, so there are parts in the game where... Uh, the third act doesn't have you do any of that, by the way. But the, um, there are parts in the game where, like, um, the character will tell you, "Oh, are you sure you want to do this? This is going to take some time." So they'll give you, they'll give you like alerts whenever you're in the middle of a conversation that the conversation is going to take way too long. So that's, I didn't catch that until like halfway through the game that that's what the game was doing. 
So when that happens, just go and try and talk to as many people <laughs> as you can and then come back to whatever that was. That way you have some ammo for verdict exactly. time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That way, yeah, that way you do have more conversation avenues. The time limit sounds stressful. So, like, I, I spent a lot of time playing that game I talked about. Fr it's from last year. I played it early this year called Game Deck. Disco yeah. Elysium's in the same boat. Detroit Become Human's a great comparison to, like, these adventure RPG games where it's not just a story where you press B to open the door and then watch. Like, it's not like that. It's like you truly map out the story and the interactions and... Like you said, Jeff, with who you convict or I guess blame for something. Yeah. So there's a lot of that. And game decks the same way. You're trying to solve a mystery. And regularly you have to kind of make a call on who's guilty of whatever the thing is you're trying to figure out in that moment. And it can be nerve-wracking if you're like, I guess I didn't find everything because there's like yeah. a whole blank path that I can't pick now. So yeah. like, shoot, what did I, you know, there's it's a lot fun of that. for replayability though, right? Exactly. It's, 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 Absolutely. I, I feel like uh, I've read exactly. somewhere that this game, in order to get like a whatever the platinum equivalent is on uh, on Xbox, mm -hmm. you have to play it four or five times to get all the achievements. Um, and that's because of different types of jobs you can, backgrounds and cra uh, trades you can come from, and, like, of course, all the people that you talk to. And if you choose to be a dick or not in the game, maybe maybe you're the person that, like, the church is, like, the big bad in the game because they are just coming Obviously. into too much power and they are taxing the crap out of the entire town. Um, so, like... What if during one playthrough I decide to align with the church? You know, I, I that could be a thing. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, so I, I don't. There are so many others. Post. Yeah, there, exactly. I could be a. <laughs> <laughs> this era is equivalent of a corpo, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta commend Obsidian, though. I mean, like, I feel like at this point, their world building should be something that's brought up as like, oh, they're they're really excellent at that. Like, they have an excellence in that. Uh, yeah. Games, Seems like, like the art style fits this type of game too. Definitely, it definitely does. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like them doing games like um, uh, what was the one that just came out that we we gave game of the year to? Outer, Outer Worlds. Worlds. Outer Worlds. Yeah. Outer Worlds. And and, and, has uh, and, and new new uh, New Vegas. Like those are yeah. really lore heavy. Like like we created this world, and like those are games yeah. that people remember like really heavily. So it's like. Yeah. Of, I to take to truth, take right? those lessons and like take it to like a smaller venue, but still kind of make it, you know, something as dense that they're usually that they're kind of known for. I think it's pretty cool, you know. Yeah, so, cool. I, I think it was... it's, I always take a break and do a game like this if it means the next big thing that you do is awesome. You know what I mean? Like, right. if getting small stuff like this out of your system is like a, is is healthy for a team, I wish more teams would do it. So Absolutely. I would imagine it is. I mean, you saw Ubisoft do it with some of their teams with Child of Light and yeah. Uh, that World War. So one yeah, they did. Like they did do Stick of Truth. Uh, Obsidian did do Stick of Truth. Oh yeah, yeah, they did. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's actually yeah. elements of like discovery oh. in the in the environment Completely whenever forgot. whenever you would go to. Um, I didn't know they did that game. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Because yeah. Ubisoft Not both, completely right? did. Uh, they just completely did the fractured yeah, colorful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they completely did that one. Um, <laughs> where, um, what, say, this, what? What now? The however, the fractured however whole. The in this game reminded me the sense of discovery that you tend to have if you just uh, just be more curious with this game. If you see an open door, go through it, look for stuff. That reminded me of Stick of Truth, where sometimes they'd be like, oh, look, this door's open. And like, oh, there's like a one of the, the Pokemon ripoffs in here. Oh my God, like I didn't, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. There, there was that sense of discovery in the Stick <laughs> of Truth too. And, and I feel like they carried that over into this game. Um, I, there's a lot of parallels in this game with the way that they designed the map for Stick of Truth and stuff. That's pretty I, cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. 
Fallout New Vegas, which again, it's it's not even it's not Bethesda uh, proper. It's it's them. Like, is a lot of people's favorite Fallout game. So yeah, out yeah, of all no. the ones they made, you know, like and it, and it, and that is the one that has the most sense of like uh, again like world building and like yeah. oh y'all really created like different actual like uh, lore and history for each like section. That's what of, I've heard, of, yeah, 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 game, yeah, yeah. So. These writers are just so good. Yeah. yeah. Well, and this game is getting just rave reviews, and so I am excited to to play this one. I I um, uh I gotta toot my own horn a little bit and say I predicted that. Just throwing that out there. Uh, <laughs> toot away, sir. I was like, guys, this game's gonna be indie darling. Just watch, and then. But you know what? You did not predict that it wouldn't get delayed, so you get no. Yeah, I know. Obsidian be like... an indie studio? Is that are we calling? Uh, it you're right. You're right. Indian at this studio. point, yeah, you're right. They're but if you were to point. see but it, putting without... out indie games is very. If you didn't know the publisher yeah. developer, you would have thought, "Oh, cool little indie game. I wonder who made yeah, this." Yeah, of course. hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. It's got and that the indie fact vibe. That they do this. But... They they're juggling like three different things. They're doing Outer Worlds too. We know that. Um, um and, and uh is it awokened or avowed or something yeah they have that too that could hopefully is not dead right. um yeah. it might still be in pre-production though i bet it's in pre-production hell Probably. um but like they were still doing... sitting there like we should probably get to work on this one you, you know they get, yeah, for real <laughs> i mean we announced y'all didn't hit y'all didn't hit the enter button on announce that did y'all oh, <laughs> oh god <laughs> oh now we, we gotta make that, that elder scrolls so killer we, you know but the fact that they re- did the full release for grounded this year uh and they did this one i mean clearly they're more than just a, I guess they're not an indie developer anymore. Uh, so that's whoops, I can't use that word anymore. Well, for Microsoft them. owns them now, right? So yeah. they got yeah. that Microsoft money, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, at least, at least some now, Microsoft Studios making games. That's good to know. I know <laughs> this is the only Xbox <laughs> exclusive. I think this is literally the only of. one this year. Literally the only one, unless you count Grounded, which has technically been an early access on all current like, yeah. And I guess you could count Grounded. Years. Yeah, what's what it feels like. I was I mean, a child when that came that'd be out. Like, that'd be like counting when Valheim ch- when Valheim's in full release next year and hits yeah. consoles. I'm like, oh. that was, but that was a 2021 game. Sorry, Tim, by the way, did you, did, there's a trailer. The trailer's coming out for a while. It comes now. out uh, tomorrow. Or, Tuesday? Yeah. Is it Tuesday? It might be Tuesday. I think it's on the 22nd. 22nd? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I yes. will say that this game definitely made my uh, top 10 for sure. Uh, oh, that's I, great. I mean, it's, it's not like top five just because of the type of game it is and how yeah, I tend to yeah, not. Yeah. Those te- those games tend to not be my favorite, but the writing is so good, uh, and the pacing too. The fact that it sucked me in, despite being a game that's like not something I gra- gravitate towards. Uh, I mean, I mean, I had to, I had to put it in there. I was like, well, I have to put this in here now. <clears throat> well, there's another Game Pass game that I want to hear about, uh, which is a much shorter experience. But yeah. I remember when they showed the ad for this or whatever the trailer for Somerville, it looked mm, fascin- yeah. fascinating and sad. It kind of had a um what's that game that side-scrolling survivor game where there's like an apocalypse and you're trying to all live it's it's not like the last it's like a not it's a last of us type of phrase it's like the uh, oh, kyle played it a shit ton it was uh this 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 war of mine this war, is it this Something war of like mine? that yeah maybe yeah. anyway it has that kind of vibe where everything looks really sad and things are not going well uh, at least that's right. just the vibe that i get um so tell me about this game yeah, the Somerville. This is a two, three hour experience, like three hours oh, wow, tops. Okay. Uh, if you're not too dumb about puzzle areas, and the puzzles are akin to like, uh, I'm going to be referencing Inside a lot, but it's a ref- It's it's akin to what Inside did because uh, it's that, the same devs, right? Kind of. Uh, so like the developer Playdead is the developer who did Inside and Limbo. One of the co-founders left and created his a new company, and uh, that's this is their first game, Somerville. 
Got it. Um, but you see the you see you see the vibes of of inside a limbo for days. I mean, it's yep. it's very similar, um, just in creepiness and stuff like that. So this is a sci-fi game, whereas I think Inside was just more of like a body horror weird thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is yeah. definitely a sci-fi horror game uh, where like it starts and you're like you're with this family with like a toddler and um, with a dog too, a very loyal dog. He follows you oh, for no. half the, half oh, the no. game. Not the dog. Uh, and and don't and, play uh, this game no guys no <laughs> not no. a dog uh but but like so it starts with like something sci-fi related happens and you get separate separated from your family and you get equipped with this thing on your wrist uh, that helps you kind of go through puzzle areas hmm. um and there are some stealth aspects too similar to like inside or something like that where like if you see a light and it shines on you, then it somehow finds a way to kill you. So you need to avoid some, sometimes you need to avoid a light or whatever. So there's there's some stealth aspects where you need to sneak around too. Um, but it's short, it's it's okay. I came down and it kind of just feeling like it was okay. Cause the gameplay wasn't as compelling as like, Inside was such a weird game. Yep. With the most unique, probably the most unique gameplay I've ever played on a platformer like, like that, a puzzle platformer. Yep. Um, that kept me wanting to play. Like, what am I going to do for the next puzzle? This is you crazy. You use a freaking brain worm right. to do stuff in inside. And it just, like, yeah. sticks out of your head, wiggling. Yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah. weird. But this game didn't really have... This game's way more straightforward than that, gameplay-wise. Like, you're, you're also, one person the whole time, and that's it. Inside, you know? it has the most bonkers closing level ever. Yeah. Like, yeah, and it just time. ends. Credits roll, and you're like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, that dad First was of like, all, you're stuck with that for a while. <laughs> yeah, we're going to make you look at this and control it for the last chunk of this game. Yeah. And then we're going to just have the game end. Like, what? <laughs> anyway, that so, game, that game so this has brain, interesting vibes, it seems like. But you're saying yeah. it's not necessarily fun to play. I don't think it's all that. Com- I don't think the environments and the uh, the gameplay, uh, which I, I I went into it expecting it to be very limited gameplay. And that's fine. Yeah. I'm I'm cool with that if the game is good. I just didn't find both of those aspects very compelling. Like wow. that that you know, super bums me out. Yeah. I really like the vibes of it. Like when they first shot, I was like, holy crap, this looks this yeah, looks same. interesting. Like definitely the vibes and the length of the game pushed me through because I was like, it's two, it's two oh two hours, two and a half hours. Yeah. Just do it. And uh, I'm glad I did, just you know. Yeah. yeah. And, and the ending relies on a choice too. There's uh there's three mm. different endings you can get, uh, which is kind of cool. I didn't I didn't realize that until I I finished it and then yeah. I looked up on YouTube, like other people's gameplay, and it was like all endings. And I was like, what do you mean all endings? <laughs> so uh, well, that's, that's kind of cool, wild. Man. Yeah. yeah. I feel like well, I got the best one, quote unquote. Sticking with the Game Pass vibes, I did want to share that I finished The Legend of Tian Ding, that game I talked about ah, a little well, bit ago. That's awesome. It's only nice. it's only like a four and a half hour game. Mm-hmm. And it took, took me closer to five because there were a couple of bosses that this, the difficulty spikes are what keep that game from being a, a strong recommend. Because mm-hmm. you can you can fly through areas. You're taking out huge groups of enemies. They'll put you like in a little arena setting where you walk in and it zooms out a little bit and the door is on both sides shut. And if you've played games for any amount of time, any amount of time, you know, like, I'm about to get jumped by a whole bunch of enemies here. So you can do that and you can do all these incredible moves, stealing their weapons, and it feels great. It's very smooth. You can get to a boss fight and just get completely owned 10 times in a row, and you keep losing like a good chunk of change, like a lot of your money when you die, and you just lose it. It's not like go recollect it from your dead body. It's just it bounces out of your body, and it's gone. And so that was pretty frustrating. Like the difficulty spike is really annoying, and it's 
and not that you need a ton of money for a lot of stuff in this game you only use it for like two or three things it was just frustrating so like there's these frustrating difficulty spikes that keep it from being a strong recommend that being said um it's to me it's just under like Aiden Chronicle Rising and I put that one above it because I think the characters and world were just so charming and the visuals like it just that game was so I just had a blast with that game is it repetitive and is it you know very simplified yeah. sure absolutely like and it's very easy um and that's that's all mm-hmm. fine um I but I really liked that game this one has similar art styles and movements in a way uh, much darker story like really dark um it's mm-hmm. also apparently based on the real legend uh out of taiwan we talked about it last time oh, but yeah yeah um, so that's like their their version of robin hood basically yeah yeah and uh you know it's it's just it even the way that it ends there's everything about it is just like it, it's definitely it's definitely not the kind of story that's supposed to make you feel super great uh sure. okay it's it's just yeah. more telling like here's here's this legend arc yeah. So anyway, um, but I liked it. I, I thought it was a lot of fun outside of some of the boss battles, which the bosses looked cool. They looked like Street Fighter Two, you know, enemies that you might fight. Like, oh, cool. Even their stances, as it says, like you versus whoever, and then you kind of go into the battle. Like that stuff was cool. Um, but uh, but anyway, so I thought it was a pretty fun little game. And it was that also, is, uh, I, I knew it was short, so I was like, let me just finish because it's been a yeah. while since I finished a game. Yeah. I was like, I gotta finish something, so I finished. It's, it. it's nice to kind of put a, yeah. a, a game on the list, if you will. Yeah, dude, I like it. And that was the main yeah. reason I stuck with Somerville. I was like, yeah. I'm already halfway through the game when I decided that it was okay. Like I'm already halfway through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I might as well just see it through. Who cares? You know, and the ending is cool. But like Legend of Tending, whatever, however it's pronounced. Uh, it's, uh, that's, that's a really cool game. Like I played like an hour and a half of that, uh, around the time you started playing it. Yep. That's a really cool game and some cool combat. Love the art style. It's almost like comic booky, but like, yep. I don't know. Um, but, uh, I am a little disappointed to hear about the difficulty spikes cause that, that will prevent me from seeing a game through when I, so, when a boss is too hard, I'll be like, all right, well, I guess I had fun. You know, the like final boss, <laughs> the final boss battle was so difficult. I was like what am I, like, is this a Souls game all of a sudden? Like, it was so no. tough. <laughs> and his attack patterns were very hard to predict. And you know how all these games give you a little tell, depending yeah, on, okay, yeah. he's about to do a attack that goes across the screen, or some kind of attack that slams the ground. Like, it, you're looking for that. It's just, and most of the game delivers that to you in a way that, you know, makes you feel smart when you figure it out. And that final boss fight was so tough. Um, but you, there is a more story-friendly setting. And so if you leave it on oh, there, okay. I think okay. the damage, the damage the bosses were doing to me, like I would get hit two, three times and be dead. And I was like, this is getting really annoying. And I can't, I don't have a window to like heal. You have these little food items you can eat to heal. Um, and, but he, there's a little animation that you're not invincible during. And so like you have to stand there and chomp on whatever the food is. And if you get hit, you're dead. So it's, it's little things like the game's clearly a small team made it. It's really impressive in a lot of ways. But um, I do recommend just play it on the easy mode because I think that bosses, because I looked it up, I was like, what does easy mode do? And it literally just takes down the damage they do and it ups the damage you do. So what would have taken two, three hits oh, okay. apparently was going to take I bet I could seven or eight. I beat it then, yeah. yeah. Why not? It's a good game. It's a cool story and setting too. It is, it is a cool little game. I like it. And I also had never heard that. You know, that's one of those things where we would have never heard that story. Yeah, that's not part of our history. We have Texas history in my state, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Texas history. Texas We're... history. That's all they I teach in school. Most of, one of the things that in I think Ohio, and I... we never did much Ohio history. No, no I think we're the only, like Kyle yeah. and I talk about this in our chat uh, with you guys. Like, 
I think it wasn't until we talked to people in different states that we were like, yeah, I oh, moved, you guys don't have I that? I was like, what did y'all learn in Colorado history? And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm Colorado. like, you know, your whole class, Colorado history. Yeah. You know? No, we don't do that. We I had a like, whole back year home, of We have a whole class of our whole state. Well, where'd you come from? Texas? And they're like, oh. Oh, God. No one's ever uh, been surprised. They're like, God. oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm sure there's a Florida history too. This I seems was like just the kind of state. There's got to be Probably. something for Florida. Yeah. Um, so I do recommend that game. That's really the only gaming I've gotten in. Besides, um, some chunks here and there of God of War uh, late at night. Although, it's yeah. one of those weeks where I'm so tired by the time I sit down to play a game. I'm I get maybe 45 minutes an hour in, and I can feel myself nodding off. I'm like, I am so interested in enjoying this. But it yeah. doesn't matter. My body is telling me, like, we're done. We're Shut done. For the day. For my yeah. body. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's telling me no. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, but I did play some more of God of War and uh, continue to think what I thought last week, um, just on the extra hour or two I've played since then. And that is, it's an absolutely gorgeous and amazing game that's doing what it's trying to do. And you'll hear us say that a lot dear listener and viewer as we get into game of the year discussion what is a game trying to do not what do you wish it did or some other game did and you like that like that's where at least for my voice acting i understand yeah. I would, yeah. God of War has terrible voice acting. I wish oh, it yeah. had. Oh yeah. yeah. See, now we're all speaking the same language. There we go. <laughs> now we're all on the same page. But I think what they're trying to do, they're, tr I think they're trying to tell an incredibly cinematic and moving, serious story that yeah. happens to have some very good combat. Maybe maybe even excellent combat, depending on your preferences. Yeah. Uh, but at, at the very least, very fun combat, and um and just give you a, just an eye-popping visual experience along the way. And so I think that's what they're trying to do. I don't think they're trying to give you this, this um, sense of go and explore. The world is your oyster. Like, we'll give you an intro, right. and then we'll open it up for you. Like, that's not what they're trying to do. They're not trying to create a Souls-type game or a Zelda-type game. So um, I think for everything they're trying to do, they're nailing it. And that's why this game deserves all the praise it's getting. Not, so. Nor does it need to be. Because like I, I saw, like I forget what site it was, but they're like, yeah, this is kind of a, a, a breath of fresh air. Because it's like it doesn't just need to be this bloated, like just go yeah. any sort of thing. It doesn't need to be that. Like, I agree. So games the past like decade can you imagine if this game had as much side content as like horizon like Dude, it, would, no. it would take away from like the story you know yep. what i mean because yeah. like at some point like you need to get back to that story because yeah. it's it's i feel like they had a know, direct they had to have had a directive internally that was like absolute story and lore first that's why they're like they're like okay so wait, you know? this area has got a lot of side stuff we're gonna cut cut half of it off by with the need yep. of, a, of a you know so it's like they yeah. do a really yeah. good job making sure that if you stray from the path you always are coming right back to the story, which, which obviously, as Tim is saying, is like is is the thing that it's trying to do. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I think it does a really good job of like uh, sparsing all that stuff out. And you can meet that stuff on your own terms. Yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't stopped to do a lot of side stuff, and I have been at the right level for normal mode to like keep on playing without it pushing back too. Much. Oh, that's so, good. Okay, that's good. So, so, and I, I plan to do a lot. It's I, I was telling Jeff my plan, and this is no spoilers, but I'm just like, I think I'm going to get everything I need to get, you know, and then I'll double back and like do all the side yeah. stuff at the same time. Especially because so, I mentioned last week, there's a third weapon and that, that just makes exploration all the, all the better um, at a certain point. So yeah, I get, I get waiting. I get so, it. Obviously, totally sarcastic. The voice acting is adequate. Um, <laughs> but like, it's man, all right. 
Yeah, but like there, there's just and it's like pretty much every scene. But like there's there are some particular scenes that it's just like it just grabs your attention so goddamn well. And, and yeah. I'm just sitting there and I'm like so super focused on what's being said, what's happening, the the you know revelation or whatever it is. Yeah, um, I agree. I to a part where um uh yeah, never mind. I, I I'd have to be too specific with it, but yeah, okay. I'm about like 13 hours in. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm like a little, a little less than halfway through. If you're, if you're going through main story, I'm at, I'm at about that well. nine hour mark, maybe eight and a half, nine hour mark. Okay, okay. so Tim, not quite there yet, but I, I'm in a place, a, a newer place, and I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, there's, Kyle, I think he's he's there. He was there too. Yep. Uh, there's been a couple times, and I won't say any lines or anything like that, where like a line gets delivered, and I go, oh, that's good writing. Like out loud, I'll say that. Like oh, the writing is cool. so good, I'll actually. Oh, that's a good line. Like, oh, you know, there it's I had this game was like therapy for me. Mm -hmm. I had an experience with it over the weekend after we recorded last week uh, where I beat it on Sunday or Monday, Monday. It might have been Monday. But there is like just a emotionally brutal part in the game, like much later on. Um, And uh, Kratos and and, uh, Mimir just have the best lines and exchanges during that entire period to the point where I was like, I, they Kratos said something that I didn't know I needed to hear, but I needed to hear it and apply it to oh, my That's life. cool. And uh, it's almost it, like Christopher judge is a master at this. It's almost, yeah, like, it's almost like he knows what it was like. He's won a statue before. It's almost like, yeah, almost like, like yeah. Mimir is like this excellent, like, like an emotional middleman for like yeah. Kratos. Just yeah, like he, kind of he, like he'll let like Atreus get ahead or whatever, and then he'll give parenting advice. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you it's know great. what's amazing is as you're t- talking about this, like it reminds me that, <clears throat> and I know maybe there are places where they get recognition, but people who do excellent mocap work, and that's across movies and games, they just yeah. deserve so much credit. And of course, it yeah. started with, um, I'm playing on his name, Andy. Um, Gollum, what's circus? his circus? Circus, circus. Yeah. thank circus, you. Yes. He he kind of like set the tone for, yeah. in my opinion, like in Hollywood so. at least, like yeah. here's yeah. how Standard, you do it. Yeah. But then like even Benedict Cumberbatch as the dragon, he was incredible. Oh, in, didn't even in this... need to do it, and he's like I'm getting in that. And suit. he went all Dude, in. Yeah, he really. Yeah, you watch these Naughty Dog games, and you watch watching God of War from 2018 and this one. It's like, dude, they are they're putting their heart and soul into these performances yeah. and. Yeah. And Chris Judge, like, oh, I watched his, uh, I watched the behind the scenes video where he described his, uh, the choices that he made, like the, the psychology behind the choices that he made as Kratos in mocap. And he was like, I chose to walk like this because of this. I chose to stand I like this. I love that, because man. And I'm like, whoa, he you cares. didn't have to think about all that yeah. stuff at all. Wonder, that's really amazing. That's someone who loves his character. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I wonder time. what he's thinking when he says no. I just want to know what he feels about when it's actual like a long Because <laughs> like, yeah, it happens quite a few times. I think so he just they, they probably just got him in the studio and just had him say no a thousand times. Yeah, it feels so good every time. You like, do that one more time, Chris. No. I do not. No. Yeah. <laughs> I do no, not. No. He says I do not. No. <laughs> not mine. No. You know what? It's so good. Is as you mentioned, uh, Dan, how each scene just kind of like captures you and grabs you. Like it, it just yeah. reminds me of the nuance and character that they added as they rethought what God of War is. So if you go yes. back to play yeah. 
the original three in that trilogy, but also the yeah. two spinoffs, Ghost of Sparta. Like, it's yeah, not. I was telling I, Kyle that I was like that original trilogy. Like, uh, I mean, I enjoyed my time with it more than Kyle did. Uh, but but for the most part, the story is like in the motivation stuff, very hollow, very, very hollow. pretty pretty shallow. Yeah. But I mean, but this, this that's not why you're there. That's not the type of game this, that is. Yeah. It's not why you're there, but they still had little. If you think back, especially to the third yeah. one. The there third one moments, is the one I always bring up. There yeah. are moments that it's like they're trying to do something with Kratos here. Like they're actually trying to introduce an element of depth. And that's like, when Jaffe left, right? He was not part of that. Jaffe one, right? left. Yeah. Jaffe didn't. Maybe do that's the why it one. got a little better. Jaffe, maybe um, so. I think maybe Jaffe maybe. only did the first one, right? He did. I think he did both Corey, of them. Both. Yeah, Corey. Did Corey too? did the um. Corey did the second one, I think, and then. I forget. Somebody else did the third, I think, and then Corey I didn't came realize, back. I thought I thought Tor, Corey did two. Okay, that's I didn't know someone yeah, did yeah. three. But in the in God of War three, you know the, check, the villain but... he has to fight against at the end, and just like the battle, he's uh, he's got like more of an internal struggle that God of War one and two internal struggle did not exist. It was just external. Let me kill everything and brute yeah. my way through all of it. And yeah. the third one introduced like this, just a hint, and I do mean a hint of like maybe there's some nuance to this character. And then tw- yeah. 2018 came out, and they fully went in on it like no kratos is a very nuanced thoughtful deep character and even even more growth in this in this in and then in 2022 so crazy. far yeah i've seen yeah. yeah and i so, just makes you appreciate it man it makes you appreciate how they've allowed and, and their I, characters i, to I in order to get see, to even, see a lot of mediums grow up with their audience i love it, it. yeah very often and i will say even after you beat the main story i highly recommend doing uh your your companions that are with you will tell you what you know some some things that they want to do Okay. I recommend following through on that because you see even more growth from Kratos that is very gratifying to watch. Like, it's okay. so good. Uh, no, or maybe not Kratos. I don't think I'm going to do that. I don't no, know. Do maybe it's somebody else. I'm going to leave knows? all those plates spinning in the air. <laughs> um, so Corey, um, Corey and, De- uh, and Jaffe actually tag-teamed uh, the second one, director-wise. Okay. And then it was St- uh, Stig uh, uh, Osmussen. Asmussen? I don't know how to say his last name. Did the third okay. one. Okay. I get um, not too familiar with them. Yes, okay. I know the name Stig. I just don't know what else he's done. Um, but yeah, uh, Tim, you're right. Like the third one is I, I've mentioned it before. The third one is actually my favorite out of that original trilogy because mine too, man. It yeah. starts to roll into sort of the themes of like Kratos being more than just simply yelling and wanting to murder. There's everybody. something where he feels like there's that girl character. There's that young there's girl, a girl character. There's a young girl character, and that like this shows a softer side of him. But he almost feel it almost seems like he has regret and doesn't want to do this anymore. Yeah. There's yeah, something yeah. about it where the first two games didn't have that. The first two games were like, "You yes. stuck up my toe, I'll destroy your whole family." <laughs> yeah, right, right. Right. <laughs> right. And of course, those had like a revenge plot line that was hard yeah. to really buy into. Like, okay, I got it. I see what you're doing. But the third one just introduced this element of, "Is this really who I want to be? Like, is this what I am?" Yeah. And, the, and then he's yeah. kind of forced into it by the end. I was yeah. like, "That was not." But also. Bad the most visceral because literally first person like choking someone like and bashing their head in in the third one i I will say that like i played the second one the most i don't even think i ever played the first one uh the third one has the opening that made me go oh wow look how far these games the third one is the one i like the most out of the first three yeah for sure because of that opening honestly you know uh, that was a technical showcase when you're like we're gonna start this game and you're climbing up a colossus and like yeah yeah, or it's a poseidon or something like that yeah yeah and like it's it's so out you're of climbing, control, you're, 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 you're using Titans to scale up Olympus. The Titans yeah, are climbing. Because, right. because, yeah, because yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a cliffhanger at the end of two. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, cliffhanger. They're climbing uh, off a cliff, right? Uh, to get uh, it. Oh, by the way, <laughs> Stig, Stig Osmondson uh, did Jedi Fallen Order. He left Santa Monica. Oh, well, there you go. There you yeah. go. 
It's funny. Oh, that how, snore of a game, right, guys? That, no, yeah. no, nobody cares about that game. Yeah, game of the year 2019. Game of the year 2019. I agree with that. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't mine, but I agree with it. Uh, uh, Star, Star Wars bias, Star Wars bias. Uh, uh, but it is kind of doesn't have Star Wars bias, and he says that it's it's top game. So when you have yeah, these probably, producers probably. and developers and directors that kind of cross pollinate across different develop, you, you can yeah. now that you've mentioned that, I'm like, yeah, I can see where there's some. There's there's some crossover, there's some similarities there, like whether yeah. it's characters or the way yeah, they things... take they take things with them that, yeah, that they apply to their future cool. games. That's yeah, really I, cool. I love that. I love that too. Um, all right, well, before we get into, we want to review um, uh, how we did with our predictions, but quick hits. Anything else you're playing? Not watching yet. We'll close out stuff we're watching. Quick That's hits okay. with anything else you're playing. Um, I also played. There's a there's a bunny platformer on Game Pass. Uh, well, called Lapin, Lapin. I saw uh, this one. How is it? I saw it. And, it looks kind of interesting. Uh, and the bunnies are actually drawn like characters from a Studio Ghibli movie, and they even say okay. "Dust Bunnies" in the game, which is a Studio Ghibli thing from I think either Spirited Away or something like that. Um, what is um? What is this called? La- L A P I N. It's like Lapin. Literally or staring at the uh, at the back. <laughs> Open the document. Uh, no. Uh, so it's. <laughs> It's okay though if you like precision-oriented platformers where you're not doing any combat. Hmm. Go stick with it, I guess. Um, but it looks it like is, something my wife would like. It's early access. The environments are kind of pixelated, and there's it, and because of the early access, there I encountered a lot of bugs. Not anything oh, with the really gameplay, but there are there's a lot of dialogue and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and that that's where it got buggy. Is like when I started talking to other characters and stuff. Um, I don't think bunnies can hang off the edge of something like it is in this. No, they can't at all. <laughs> they're not ninjas. I mean, yeah, you can not. just you just stay there. Like you just jump up on it and you stay there if you hold a button a certain way and you can like turn around and. Just not start. realistic. Not realistic. Yeah. You can. Well, there's only one way to animal. find out. That's you can choose mean. any animal. You know what I mean? That actually does that and make a game about them. But they're like a sloth could do it. With their little, right. it'd be the slowest game known to man. Yeah. People were mad about Red Dead Redemption Two walking around. Just wait till you play a sloth platformer. Dude, Red, I would totally Red sloth play sloth a redemption. sloth. Red sloth redemption. <laughs> I'd play that. To jump. I played that. Uh, so I played that. I didn't play much of it though. It was like an hour, and I was like, all right, I gave it a shot. Uh, and then um, I played the opening of Sp- Spider-Man Miles Morales on PC. Uh, looks and runs as amazing as the uh, Spider-Man uh, remastered. I mean, it's no surprise. Yeah. Um, looks incredible. I can't wait to beat this game for like a whatever, six or 700 times. I know what's um, going to happen. I'm going to do what I did with the last one. I spent like the entire month of whatever it was, September or whatever. Yeah. I didn't play anything new. I was just like, I'm sorry. Spider-Man has my heart right now. And that's yeah, all exactly. I played. And I'm probably going to do the same thing. I'm going to yeah. do the same thing. So I'm, I'm holding off on even buying it. Not because I think yeah. it's going to be super cheap later. Maybe it will. But I'm just like, I'm not even going to buy it because then it's going to distract me from all the current stuff I've got to get to. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. And you I, 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 yourself, I'll, try right? to, yeah, yeah. I'll try to control myself because I struggle with that too with these types of games. I'll Because here's, here's the games that are in my playing now list. And this is not even counting the ones that are, I've like moved off the list. I'm like, you know what? This is officially now a backlog game. I've done that for a few of them. I'm like, I'm not going to yeah. go back. So here's the ones that are in my currently playing because I've played them in the last week or two. Symphony of War, the Nephilim Saga, Bayonetta 3, Asteragos, the Entropy Center, Mario Plus Rabbids, Lego Star Wars, Skywalker, Sonic Frontiers, God of War, Ragnarok. That's too many. That's I, I'm not gonna. I don't know how I'm gonna do this. But guys, you know, this, got, nothing came out this year. Wave. Nothing came out. Nothing came out this year. This year sucks. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I will say uh, it looks great, and uh, that's that's about it. That's all you can really okay. expect from right. it. It's just more right. greatness. 
And then uh, I played uh, the first hour and a half of Devil in Me, which is a new Dark Pictures game. That's what she said. Uh, what oh, she nice, said. nice. The, uh, Dan was so desperate to get that that's, one. That's what she said. She said, she said she he was said looking it. at the notes going, okay, three, two. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the one with Jesse Buckley in it. I don't recognize any of the other actors that are in it, but she is, like, doing a horrible accent in it. Uh, well, it's really weird. Why? Like, she's, she's going in and out. Of, yeah, I know. She's, like, going in and out of her... I think she's Scottish or something, but she's going in and out of it, Scottish. most of it. Um, but anyway, uh, no, she's English. Whatever. She's not American. That's my point. She's I think to be she American. is. I think that's she's racist. Irish, which, which is really weird because the the person that is in she is. she's Norwegian. Let's keep going. She's, Norwegian. she's Swedish. Guys. <laughs> she's Danish, actually. Uh, Swedish. There's, she's there's somebody that's in. She's a part of a documentary crew that was invited to go to this creepy place or whatever and get some more evidence on the first serial killer in America, H. H. Holmes. And uh, great premise, by the way. It starts with a flashback involving H.H. H. Holmes, and it's awesome. That's cool. um, but uh, the, her leader of the documentary crew is British. And I'm like, why couldn't she just be British? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But they're clearly uh, making more efforts with these games for you to be able to free roam around and platform a little more easily and stuff like hmm. that. And I feel like... It's still a little rough around the edges in that. And I respect yeah. them going, uh, traveling a little bit outside the box in, in terms of how they uh, do the navigating in the supermassive world. Um, where like they, uh, you know, normally it's kind of like you can, you're confined to this space and then the camera changes and then you're confined to that space. This one's a little more open and I respect them stepping outside of that. They just need to iron it out a little better. Uh, so I can see why people are kind of giving it lukewarm reviews. So That's far, sad. I mean, it's not as bad as the quarry, which we all hated, right? We, hate we all quarry. hated that game. Yeah, we hate quarry. Trash. I actually kind of thought it was trash. Kind of, kind of, maybe even trash. Gosh. guys were being and those aren't the same. We love that. We oh. love it, but then trash again, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, trash garbage, trash? no, 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 not cheating. I can't not believe it. The quarry was so unrealistic. <laughs> you can like chop off somebody's arm and like they'll be fine. Oh, it's so unrealistic. <laughs> I mean, but every, werewolves are realistic. In every yeah, fine. Yeah. real life werewolf situation, that's never happened. <laughs> um, Dog people, absolutely. Oh my gosh. All right. That, being sarcastic, obviously. By the I way, got, you, by the no, way, no. I haven't gotten to the, any of the horror <laughs> stuff in Devil and Me. I okay. just arrived to the house. Just the accents. Where you're to, yeah. Just the accents has been just the, whole the accents and the gameplay stuff. That's all okay. I've done so far. Um, when you were correcting yourself on Sunday, no Monday, maybe it was Sunday. Like it reminded me because I do the same thing, but it reminded me of I was just listening to the Nate Land podcast, which is Nate Bargatze's podcast, and he had Kevin Nealon on, mm -hmm. and they were just talking. You know, when comedians get together, they reminisce about old comedy days and like so and so from so and such and such a club and whatever, and that's kind of fun to listen to sometimes. Sometimes it gets a little old. Um, yeah, it gets a little masturbatory, but <laughs> it it does. And I do zone them out after a while. I'm like, oh, they're still mm -hmm. talking about this. But anyway, <laughs> overall, it's a very funny conversation. And at one point, Kevin Nealon catches himself doing that, but then it becomes like a joke they do a few times. He's yeah. like, no, um, no, it was 68. No, 65. <laughs> no, maybe it was 66. It was 65. So anyway, no, it was 66. And he kept going back to it. It was very like he he picked up on the fact he was doing it. Kevin was, Kevin's one of those comedians who will great. like drive a bit into the ground for it to die and then get resurrected <laughs> and people laugh again. Like yeah. he's the type of guy who just repeats himself nonstop. And you're like, this isn't funny anymore. And then it comes back around and, and it's funny again. And now it's funny. Again. <laughs> <laughs> because he, he, t he pushes you through the annoyed wall yeah. right back into laughville. You know what I mean? Like, he's just like, let's just get you through it. <laughs> yeah. His so. entire episode with Conan on their pod on Conan's podcast. Uh, they just couldn't even get through a serious conversation. And, <laughs> 
like at all. Like he was like they just kept going off on joke, joking with each yeah. other, giving each other a hard time, fake scenarios or whatever. And then it got to the point where the producer was like, "Okay, for like a full minute, just have a serious conversation with each other." <laughs> <laughs> nah. Nah. And Conan was like, okay, fine, for for real, for real, let's have a conversation. It was so so what is Conan actually even doing? Because he's doing that podcast, which Just like seems podcast, like it's pretty much, yeah. it's, but it's like attached to TBS I think it's still. It's a pretty big hit. Oh. I don't. I don't know about I don't, being attached to CBS. I don't know if it's attached to TV. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think it's just his thing. Because he doesn't have, like kind of the theme. Does he have a talk like, show still? Uh, no. No, no. no. He, yeah, he he finished. He's like yeah. That's yeah, he over. finished the TBS yeah. show so a few I think he's, years ago. He's just yeah, he's just doing his podcast and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think they just get enough revenue from that, and they're able to do live shows, kind of like the Always Sunny guys. So. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. I love Conan. Um, which, by the way, the I'm Always so Sunny cool. podcast yeah. has really grown into its own thing outside of just talking about the show. It's so fun. I freaking love it. It is so podcast. enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. It's really, really great. It's um, almost like those guys are like, I don't know, they should maybe do a show together or something. They should, have, they yeah. should do a sitcom. It's just got so, so much great comedy energy. Yeah, um, yeah it's it's really wasted, fun. I, I love that. Energy. Plus, most of the episodes yeah. now start with them like ribbing on whoever's showing up late or right. Yeah, on. they always roll early on. They purpose. roll early and then they just talk. The, they make fun the, of the person who's not exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Every single time, like they it's don't fun. need to do that, but they do it as a bit now. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> um, and Meg is like the mom of the group. She's great. Um, but yeah. I, I like that show a lot. Um, all right, let's talk about how we did with our game awards nominee predictions. I don't, I don't want to talk about it, Tim. Uh, Dan, you're going to talk about it the most because you have a lot to answer for. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> our scores were all within seven of each other, with the high score being 31. I'll go ahead and spoil it. Mr. Jeffrey won our competition, but it was close. Kyle was, was right behind close. him with 30, so it was 31 to 30. And then Derek. Derek, who's not here, RIP Derek, uh, with 27. Obviously, Ben. Obviously. Was in third place. And then Dan and I were in second to last and last place. I had 26. Dan had 24. So, and that's because we picked with our heart too much, Dan. That was our problem. We went too much with our heart. I'd rather pick with my heart than be all analytical about it. Like, I'm going to go with my heart. I'm just going to go with my heart. I will go. say, it's, uh, victory, this, <laughs> last, last year I got the nomination predictions right as well but the winner predictions i did horrible on so mm. i'm just saying okay. it doesn't really right. matter <laughs> none of this actually matters it's just for fun that's true right? none of it actually that's matters that's why i go uh, with the heart uh, that's why uh, i go you got second place and that's good enough it matters <laughs> <laughs> i'm waiting to brag basically is what i'm trying to say i want to get the winner part sure want, so what wanna... we'll do is i want to do the predictions the the episode before the awards. So the yeah, awards are like on the two weeks, eighth. Two or three weeks from now. Yeah, so maybe two episodes from now, we'll actually predict who we think will win. Yeah. Um, but did anything surprise you guys from the nominees? Yeah. My, so the only thing the that Zeno surprised Blade me... Xenoblade love totally blew me up. Xenoblade Chronicles oh, I, 3 I love. I actually kind of saw that yeah. happening. But uh, the... Um, the yes, uh, that's my choice. It doesn't best <laughs> narrative. <laughs> Elden Ring best narrative. Yeah. No. What are we doing, guys? Wait, what wait, are we doing? That, I didn't even actually notice. Like, seriously, yeah. for real? Yes. It doesn't surprise me at all. No, that's oh, that's dumb. Right. That's fucking stupid. Well, what's narrative? <laughs> what is a yeah, narrative? That, that, that's, that's the thing. But what yeah. is a narrative? It's got lots of writing. I thought it was stories, There is no so best like... writing, you know. Yeah. You know, no, this category. Is dumb. This is dumb. I don't know, man. I feel like if you just, if narrative is a story that's either written or spoken, right? Mm-hmm. Now, is it the most approachable narrative? No. Is it like the most obviously told? No, I I think, and you don't, and it's all in the game though. You don't have to do anything outside of the game, but you have to, it's it's all there. 
And it also incur- it wants you to play it more than once. And that's, listen, that's not going to be for everybody. And I, I don't think this should, I'm not, I wouldn't have been mad if it didn't get nominated. Uh-huh. Um, but I do think it's got an incredibly strong narrative. I just define it as there's a story that's being told. Is it kind of weirdly out of order and like stuff has already happened and you have to figure it out? Yes. Is it a strong plot I just, line? I just feel like there were other uh-huh. games that were very story focused that yeah. should be nominated. I'm not it, suggesting sure. that it should be nominated, let know. alone win. I'm not suggesting. I'm just saying I understand it. I understand why people picked it and why some people who love yeah. the Everyone's story of suckling on the souls teat and that's what happened. I get it though, man. I do. <laughs> like I Yeah, we yeah, like... we saw that coming. There yeah. are people like uh, Isla and EZA who prefer their stories like that. I don't want a story spoon-fed to me. I want it, like, weird and, uh, you know, yeah. so it's like that's just some people's things, too. My old uh, roommate, Bino, said that all games should start telling their story like Dark Souls. And it was the very uh, first time I was like, Bino, uh, we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> uh, you know, I remember because like, we grew up liking Metal Gear Solid and like now he's like, we we should never have cutscenes in him again. No. I'm like, listen, I'm like, listen to yourself, man. Kojima is crying. Just to be, listen, just to be really <laughs> clear, like, keep it sound that way. Elden Ring, is, Elden Ring is likely to be my top personal game of the year. And I don't think I'd pick it as my favorite video game story because i prefer a plot line that's here's the beginning here's the complication here's the climax here's the kratos i mean like kratos like god of war i mean yeah like god of war like i that's my preferred way of of understanding that's why i didn't like the season one of the witcher and and even though i loved it overall and kind of looking back on it and revisiting and like okay i enjoy it more now but it's not my favorite way like the season, season one and it's the same with elden ring like i think their lore and world and yes narrative is amazing I just don't like the way that, as far as story goes, I don't like the way it was laid out. So yeah, if I had a choice, for sure. I just wanted. Yeah, I just, wanted I, to put I just it out knew there. enough, even though I haven't played the game. Like I knew enough through what people have told me and what I've read and stuff like yeah. that, that the story isn't as present on the face of it, at least, uh, as it is for the other nominees in that category. So I, I was very shocked a, by that. There's a whole storyline with Ronnie the Witch, and it's it's completely optional, but start to finish, starting with meeting Blade the Wolf, who's like dedicated to serving her all the way through to the end if you pick her ending because if you do certain things then that's an option at the end of the game of to be the final boss that i thought was an actually pretty excellent story like i really oh, okay. do that narrative was great and the way it concluded i was like dude this ending is fantastic yeah, but again a lot of really cool like little uh vignette stories in there depending on the npcs that you're there's in. also there's also an ending where if you choose to get blessed by the the uh frenzied flame that you can essentially destroy everything at the end and mm-hmm. so like so you like it's it's very much a you craft the story. And so maybe that's why maybe that's why I don't prefer that. I like a story told to me. Tell me a story and then yeah. I'll decide if I like it or not. This is very much like you decide the story. Interesting. So, well, right. I guess I, I guess I should uh, stop crapping on the for a quote unquote lack of story and just start calling it a bold narrative. It's, I think it's it just sounds more bold than anything else. Like yeah, it's weird to compare. They're, they're it's always taking them. shots when they take yeah. their, when they when they tell their narratives. That that I mean even uh, yeah. Sekiro was very like like it was a little more form not formulaic but like followable than like most of their stuff. But like even they're like not spelling everything out. They just have mm. a really weird way that they kind of like to tell their stories. Mm. And it's their <clears throat> stamp. You know what I mean? It's their brand or whatever. Gotcha. Uh, again, not my favorite way, but like I, I, I they're taking a shot for sure. And, yeah. and uh, I'm totally fine it's with it. Working for again, some people, yeah. 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 And I, I also uh, have to uh, commend the whoever voted 
body, the voting body, for giving Plague Tale w- way more than I thought they would. That's what I, that was going to be. My I thought they were just going to get two yeah. categories, and that's it. Like I really so did. Haven't now even that's played a story. that game, and I now was not surprised by that. Just oh, the, okay. And I, only because of just the amount of people that I know who love that game. So it's that's like, a cool. story. That's a, a style of storytelling that I love. I love like yes. that's what I want. When yeah. I, so I yeah. So I thought it was just going to be best narrative and maybe Amicia, and that's it. Like I, I you know I really an adventure of course, but like. Uh, I really didn't expect it to get game of the year or whatever. Like, it, I don't know why. I just, for some reason, I already talked myself out of it getting more than that. Uh, so that was really cool to see that. My biggest um, surprise was the absolute disrespect for Halo Infinite. Yeah, I know. Even music, not even there. It's crazy. Nothing. I got nothing. Uh, I wonder not, no if they were either. thinking about it, but they're like, boy, but that game's like sinking really hard right now in the community. Yeah. If we if we nominate it, they'll you know riot and pitchfork us. So yeah, pitchfork maybe. Us, so. I hope maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. I hope that outside forces wouldn't influence how you decide if a game is worthy of recognition yeah. or not. But I see what you're but saying. Yeah, but Kyle, That's when you brought that up in chat, because that when all the nominations were announced, I was like, what the hell? When you brought that up, I was like, yep, I could see that. I could see them voting in like. As they're voting, they're like, oh, yeah, um, well, just just things jump out in the forefront of their brain quicker than a game that's kind of sinking a little bit, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, uh, Tim, you got to love the Neon White love. There's there's quite a few nominees for that one, yep. right? Neon, neon yeah. White got, got a lot of love, which it should. I mean, that game is freaking awesome. You guys are I gotta crazy. I got to play that one, dude. I got to so play good. that one. Um, the, I get that it's they, they came out later, but the, the sort of blatant omissions in the rts uh category there which is why yeah. i lost some points yeah. there because i'm like well clearly tactics so uh um ogre is going to be in there and then i think dio field didn't make it on there and it's like i'm sorry like i know dio field like metacritic wise whatever for some reason is in the 70s i mean i i know that they could have been i guess maybe more fleshed out with that game but i just think there's something definitely really special there yeah um, and I, I feel like there wasn't like a crap ton of RTSs this year, so I don't yeah, know. So you have to you have to remember that the panel are are the journalists making the review. So if a game didn't review well, it's just not going to get nominated, you know, because yeah, it's it's yeah. the, the the panel is created by the the journalists who are reviewing all these. Games. And I think Tactics mm-hmm. Ogre because mm-hmm. it is straight up a remake probably got overlooked there too and probably, not that yeah. they have they've done remakes before i just think in, in a case, reverse recency bias maybe enough people didn't play it you know yeah. but, you know probably sure. just the people who had review copies who got to play that game you know sufficiently yeah. enough before actually being able to catch it it's one of their only of chances a, to really yeah. honor a pc game uh and these are like without getting you know a lot of console games getting in the way so that's why i'm i was not surprised to see total war get nominated yeah that's why um, i changed when you said that i wanted to yeah. change my vote because yeah. it was it was i was like oh nuts i'm a little enough. surprised that i know we all i know we pretty much all picked it except for dan i'm a little surprised that mario plus rabbits got uh, that nomination even though yeah. like after we made after we made that pick i was like are they gonna pick that one that seems a little weird but they totally oh did. yeah i did pick that one i yep. guess that one yeah um the uh the one that i thought thought was a really weird omission is the game that has strategy in the title of it triangle strategy not being nominated nothing for... yeah that's, that, that's, the, other one. that's the other one I was they got of. rpg but not sim and strategy it's very weird very yeah, weird that's that was the other one i was thinking of yeah yeah literally in the title of the reviewed game. really well it sold it really well yeah, yeah. That just that i know a lot of people who played it so it's like yeah. it's, i don't know it's anybody that's played victoria 3 <laughs> it's got the word strategy uh, in the name <laughs> Yeah, so literally in, in the title in the name and, and they were thinking of it because they obviously nominated it for another award so what happened like did you when you saw the word strategy you just for some reason that, forgot about it it's this crazy. is yeah, why, not really a strategy it is, this yeah. is why these awards are dumb because at the end of the day it's <laughs> also fun. just 
it's just it's just opinions. It's just like yeah. with anything else. They're opinions. These people like them. And then it's like well, and how but then people get mad about it. We complain about the reviews in our chat where we're like, look at these sure. idiots. They gave this game right. a five, you know, like. Right. Right. So yeah, these are the idiots who are controlling the votes of the show. So it's <laughs> these like, are the same idiots. It's, it's funny to me when like people like are watching the show. It's like, I don't know, man. I just don't agree with the game awards. It's like, yeah, nobody agrees with reviews all year. Like, yeah. no, no joke. You're not going to agree with the nominations and the, the winners. So you know, at the other events, so. the other surprise I have is for the overall game of the year. I think there are six nominees. Five of them, I think, I'm like, yeah, obviously this one should be up for it. Mm-hmm. A Plague Tale, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok. Horizon Forbidden West, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Obviously, all of them, inc- like, beloved and well-deserving. Stray? Like, listen, I... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like Stray. Yeah. We all like Stray. I think all I of us even made, like, it, a really hype like video it. for it, and I enjoyed it, and I was like, man, that's exactly what I expected and what I wanted from this, honestly, like, top-tier swimming in sevens game. Like, maybe just, just in the eight out of ten type of, like... It, this this game deserves a lot of love for kind of hitting above, like swinging above. Uh, what what is the the term? Swinging like, above your weight class. Yeah, yeah, something yeah, like that. Something like that. But, but I, and I thought it and I thought it hit with a lot of like drawbacks. But once you see the whole context, you're like, man, that was good. Good job for Blue Twelve Studio. Yeah. They nailed it. But for game of the year, I was just kind of like, yeah, if, see, it, it comes across to me as like the Sifu is like, yes, uh, crazy. Yeah. But also, I don't think either Sifu nor Trey should be in here. <laughs> I thought Kirby was going to get in here, honestly, considering mm-hmm. the praise for that game. Um, I really thought Kirby. Or, or I got to be honest, games. the one that I thought if they're going to put something because they put Xenoblade in there, I thought Bayonetta three based on the reviews and the little sure, I've played it yeah, so far. Yeah. I'm like, too why much isn't... controversy? Too much controversy. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, it Maybe too hot. It was too hot. Too hot. Too hot. Too hot. Too hot um, for TV. They always gotta. They always gotta pick the little guy in there, and I think I think Stray is the littlest guy. It's literally yeah. about this little cat. Literally going. a little cat. And, yeah. and, it's, yeah. and I know that people like this game, but it's not one of those. I and I know it. I know a lot of y'all don't like this game, but it's not like a a, a journey like style like game mm. where people were talking sure. about it like. Wow, this was such a you know mind-bending experience See, and emotional. You know, like there are enough people out there. It won a Grammy. You know, like like there was a lot of buzz about Journey, so it being nominated and I guess winning in some circuits kind of like made sense to me. Stray, everyone liked Stray. Everyone liked it a liked lot. It. I don't know Dude, if yes. like it was anybody's game of the year. You know? I gotta be I mean, honest. When it when it finished, I I was like, man, this game made me feel more emotional than I thought yes, a cat could make yeah. me feel. But yeah. that was about it. Like that was about us. The, the high point was the way it ended. I was like, wow, that was good. I I gen I really love the world. I think I would love to see that world. Like I I would almost like a spinoff game of you being like a robot doing some like other kind of things, not yeah. just cat thing. Like exploring that like world. A combat robot who has the cat now as your buddy. I yeah, do, I do like think that the uh, for sure. I I do think that the fact that it got nominated for Game of the Year makes it a shoe in as the winner for Best Indie. Um, yeah, because none of the other Best Indie nominees got nominated for Game of the Year, so that, that tells me oh that's going to be an obvious like win for Stray. Um, whereas whereas Best First Indie might go to somebody else to spread the love, like it might go to like Neon White or something. Yeah, like that. the debut indies. This is quite the list. Like I honestly don't know who's going to win. So you have Neon White. Norco, which by the way got rave reviews from the few <laughs> reviewers that played it. That's that adventure game that's very pixelated. And anyway, Stray, Tunic, and Vampire Survivors, which a lot of people love as well. I tr- dude, I tr- I think Vampire Survivors is on Game Pass. I saw it somewhere. I saw it yeah. somewhere. Um, it's not it's not a pretty game. <laughs> like it's very it's crude. It's also a two dollar game. game. It's like a bullet yeah. hell. When you, when you do actually pay, it is it's it a bullet hell game, game. Yeah. and you get overwhelmed very quickly. Uh, yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, so um, Sifu and Cult of the Lamb and Neon White and Stray and Tunic, those are up for best indie, yeah. regardless of if they're new or not. And um, so I could see, listen, I could see, like you're saying, Stray winning here when you could maybe make an argument that, boy, any of the other four should get the win over Stray there. Yeah. There's there's some kind of love for Stray in the panel that made these nominees that it's going to win something. I don't something. I don't think it's going it to win game of the year. I think game of the year. We'll make our predictions later. I don't think that's going to win game of the year though. Uh, and I think it is going to win best indie even though I, I would personally pick if... Cult of the Lamb, Neon White, Sifu or Tunic. And I played Stray and I finished it and I enjoyed it, but I'd pick all four of those over that one. That's interesting. I, I would I would definitely pick Sifu over Stray 100%. That that game rules so hard. Uh but I think that what if kind of like this happens at the Oscars, right? Like, uh, what if Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok splits the vote game of the year and it ends up going to Stray, like, or a Xenoblade or something? That would be hilarious. God. Yeah, we gotta we gotta start we gotta start bonding together, everybody. Start yeah. putting it out there that everyone choose something. Please yeah. choose. Please choose one of those things. I think even, the, if, even if Horizon won out of those three, it would still surprise the hell out of me. I'd be like, yeah, really? Sure. Got out of what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would I tell would, me yeah. that the voters, all yeah. of them, like just went one way or the other to the point where another one could sneak in. Kind of like what, what happened with Saving Private Ryan and Thin Red Line. Both of them split the vote, and then Shakespeare ass and love, stupid ass movie. One best picture that year. Which one of those stupid, movies stupid are ass. obviously a better god like war movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. One of those is yeah. I mean, it's, it's the but one we're the, still talking about. You know? The snooty ones, they love Thin Red Line more. You know, the, the um, yeah, it's, it's art. Yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> one of thing speaking I, of art, I'm really I proud to... of, uh, you guys can check Facebook. I'm really proud of this one, by the way. Just whatever. Just throwing that out there. I think Jeff is especially going to like what's in the uh, left corner there. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what happened? Uh, the thumbnail. thumbnail. Oh, awesome. thumbnail. Okay. <laughs> Do you get it? Do you get it? Oh man. You got it? Ray Fines. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. It's not Ray uh, Fines. It's Voldemort. It's Voldemort. You should not be named, sir. Uh, put some respect on that. So I Chef, do think. Chef um, so the you mentioned art, and I so I was looking at best art direction too. Yeah. And uh, I forgot, by the way, when we made our predictions, I forgot that art direction and direction direction was different with different things. Oh, God, yeah. God damn it. Yeah. But this one's weird, like. Outstanding creative and or technical achievement and artistic design and animation. Mm -hmm. what? I don't know, man, like that description of that category. I'm like. You could literally put any game in here. Like any yeah. game that was decent. If you have a game with art in it. <laughs> Outstanding creative <laughs> and or technical all video games. and artistic yeah. design. And so something about this category just kind of just kind of rubs me the wrong way, and that's why, and I, and I we definitely don't do it perfectly, but that's why I really like that we try to separate out visual categories, and we probably need to revisit that yeah. again this year. Like, how should we separate this out? Is it like best performing game now versus like best like creative? I think last um, like I think the way we did it last year was was really good because then we kind of do. It's like realistic versus animated kind of yeah like, yeah yeah like that exactly like like a horizon zero dawn versus like a pentiment or, or something. just like or right. like best exactly. visual style instead uh, and then best overall visuals like because yeah. style is different like this is style behind me yeah you know yeah and right. so like for example on this list are games like scorn on the one hand Scorn. and then elsewhere Scorn. you have something like stray you have elden ring god of war and horizon yeah. But I look at Scorn, and I'm like, technically, that achievement is not impressive. I'm sorry, but it's just not. Like, it's not technically impressive. It is 
artistic design very impressive and like mm, the sound yeah. and stuff like that's really cool the they squelch, clearly have a there, there's yeah. a source material i understand like <laughs> and maybe maybe they're ripping off a previously created thing i get it i get there's the yeah some, it's it's the geiger whatever geiger, yeah, geiger. Geiger. but all that stuff. to say like it's weird for me to see scorn in this technical achievement and animation i'm like what those things didn't stand out to me like mm. there's no so i don't know that's why this is kind of a weird blend. i didn't i didn't think of it but when i heard the nomination i was like oh that makes sense like for some reason my brain just immediately went yeah, yeah that makes sense because just i don't know so i just wanted to like as you look at the game awards those are the kind of things that i think this is what makes yeah. the game awards by the way interesting not whenever i say this kind of stuff sometimes people take it as like well at least they have something i'm like i'm not saying i wish it didn't exist i'm just like I, to yeah. me, this is part of the fun is talking exactly about what are these categories who should be in here right. who shouldn't be what do they mean by this like that's all this is by the way yeah. i am so glad it exists and i that's I me rather with, it exists with any than... award show like movie related or whatever it's like it's just yeah. well at least it gets an interesting discussion going i'm yeah, not saying it's all. end all be all at all so and i am um, curious also, how it all um, plays out that's for sure. Also, I think it's very interesting. I don't know that the last time that they've nominated a single player game as a fighting game, uh, Sifu getting in there is really interesting. Yeah. Um, the rest are like player player versus fighting. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. That's yeah, that doesn't game. make any sense. Because yeah, the no. description says for best game design primarily around head to head combat. I, Sifu has some elements where it's just one on one, I guess, but you're kind of it's an action game. Yeah, it's, it's an action, yeah, it's an action yeah. game, and and I think it'll win that, which we'll make the predictions later. But, uh, you know, like fighting game, it's not fighting game. Right. It's Street yeah. Fighter. It's and Mortal it probably Kombat. will win yeah. that, so it can win something this year. And yeah, it's gonna like all those King of the Fighter fans are gonna lose it. So <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. That'd be hilarious. All four of them. Yes. You know what's gonna uh, win is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. That's what's gonna win. And then... That game is. I've looked up reviews for all those, like the the scores, to be like, what's where did these games come from? JoJo's is crapped on so much. Oh well, that's an anime. Is. So that's based off of an anime, <laughs> an anime. or a manga, which is then yeah. the anime and etc. But that game like got crapped on so much by reviewers. I think it's really funny that it's in here at all. Oh, this is that's cool. I didn't even thing. see this category. Best adaptation. So we didn't predict it, obviously, but. Arcane. Yeah, I included it for our for us to predict because I, I freaking love. I'm about to rewatch Arcane again. I love that show so much. Yeah. Cyberpunk, yeah. Edge Runner show, Cuphead show, Sonic the Hedgehog two, and Uncharted. Well, at least three of those I think are worthy of. I think. I think one is the clear front runner though. Like we're looking at a category that's like, oh, this is Arcane's category. Isn't it Arcane Cyberpunk? Aren't those both kind of on equal plane God, in terms I, of? I, I, you know. Uh, I, I like Cyberpunk like, Edgerders a lot, but Arcane is like universally like okay. even people that don't watch the League of Legends. Yeah. The hell out there of are show. way more League of Legend like people out there than there are like the cyberpunk. Of cyberpunk and anime. I records, hope yeah. uh, now you could be right, and I, I'm with you. Like there, there's a, definitely the possibility with the Halo issue and with this issue where it's like outside forces will determine what wins. Could maybe, be. but I like to think in my super positive mindset at the moment that it's truly <laughs> just based on which thing was the better adaptation of its source material and created right. a better like experience as a show. And, uh, and I don't know. I, 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 I mean, I love like just anime, just straight up. I mean, you guys know Kyle also on the same page. We love anime. Um, Jeff is actually the biggest fan really. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm the expert. I'm the anime expert. Uh, and arcane like blew my mind. Like not, not even just the story it, because there's, there's so much intricacy there because they already had that lore already 
like all set up and everything but like the visual style of that is insane yeah. it is yeah. completely and utterly insane it's one of the most like, beautiful art. shows or movies i've ever seen and i feel yeah. that way exactly about cyberpunk I that's think great it's super beautiful. I yeah, 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 yeah. the story is really out of this world I'm, yeah, yeah i really is. love it, it if you're talking if you're talking it about is. like trying to capture the vibe or something of the existing property yeah home yeah. run you know what i mean yeah so. i feel like i That's feel like true, um, kyle because it says recognizing outstanding creative work that faithfully and authentically adapts a video game to another entertainment medium yeah. arcane does to league of legends like league of legends is nothing like the show arcane it's not it's, it's nothing like it at all now i understand right. a lot of the characters and lore they've built that are there right mm -hmm. but it turned it took that this online moba thing and turned it into a super compelling like game of thrones level depth of characters and intrigue so, and politics yeah. and backstabbing it turned it into something that wasn't there um and cyberpunk is building on a world that was created that was already amazing and so that's very that's interesting because i think you're right cyberpunk then would be probably a more faithful adaptation and if, and if we're going to keep on throwing this term around the recency bias could easily you know yeah. could easily yeah, that, that's, over, that so. show just came out like less than a month ago so like because arcane came on our out brains at the end of last year right yeah that's a last yeah. year show yeah yeah like yeah. december i think last year i i will say if not that people if, have shut up about that show people no are, yeah are we're still, still talking about, about that it, show yeah. yeah um i will say that if if they end up picking any of the other nominees as a winner um except for uncharted i i will I will not be surprised. Like, because so even Sonic the Hedgehog 2, people love. Like, people that are Sonic fans love that movie. Mm. Um, so I could see that even winning, too. Like, even if I don't care for that movie that much. But, uh, Guys, it was not a good movie. But Uncharted not, not should not win anything <laughs> anywhere except for most okay movie I've ever seen in my life. Like, that's... <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. Oh, like, my God. Sonic, are, that is what you're referencing. It's Sonic the, the Hedgehog life. 2 was objectively not a good movie. It was actually fun for kids to watch. That was fine. But it is not like Uncharted was Shouldn't be winning awards. You know? Uncharted I mean, was average to above average somewhere in Tim, that. Did you see the after credit scene, though? Do you see who's do you know? Do I you do. See who's showing yes, up? Do I you saw. see who's showing up? I saw. Yes. Hey, how's it going? I got a mustache. Yeah. Say hi to your mother for me, OK? Maybe you go, you can grow one day, OK? Yeah. I got a mustache. Yeah. I'm really uh, hey. I'm out of breath all the time. How's hey, there. Going, hey there, donkey. Hey, say hi to your mother for me. Don't oh, you're a bartender? Don't bring up the funky you bunch, though. I get real mad. Don't, Don't bring up the fucky fuck. Dude, he gets pissed when you bring up. Dude, that you actually really reminds me though. I gotta, I gotta watch Cyberpunk. That way, I can. I, I gotta. I, watch I think you'll really yeah. like it. It's yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. I gotta yeah. watch. It. And then Cuphead show, of course, it, for visuals alone. And if again, that, one, that if that, that one wins, a, I'll be like, sweet. That that's a really. That, it's I not really just visuals that. for that one. I think that one is a faithful adaptation, so I could see that one getting yeah. a win too if they follow. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. and the the style is literally based off of like old timey like Disney yeah. cartoon, like that. Yeah, old style the old like, like yeah. black and white like uh, Disney yeah. when uh, you know when Walt Disney was still alive, being openly you know anti-Semitic and stuff. That was yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. No, I, I actually feel... kind of like that category, regardless of the my thoughts on the nominees. I like the adaptation. That's a cool. Category. Yeah, that's why I added it here. I was like, that's a cool category. I don't think we've done that before. So yeah, that was yeah. I that's wanted cool. to include it. All right. Well, the only other one that we didn't talk about yet was best role playing, Pokemon Legends, Live Alive, li Live al Live Alive, Live Alive, uh, Triangle Strategy, Elden Ring, Xenoblade Chronicles Three. You know what's funny is we predicted Elden Ring because we know, know how the Game Awards folks think. Mm. Um, but it's again, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, technically it is an incredibly deep RPG. Yes, but I think of it more as an action RPG because it's. Yeah, 
the Whatever. same as I said last week. It's the same I said last week. It's not. It's not an RPG, I guess. To their to their credit, they do say not an RPG. Game, best not game designed with rich player character customization and progression. So, that's what they want: rich character customization and progression. It has that. So there you go. Yeah. All if right. It's not an RPG. Then Skyrim's not an RPG. Then Mass Effect <laughs> right. an RPG. Then you're right. You're going down Listen, a really weird rabbit hole there. I gotta stop. Listen, I gotta stop pulling at that thread. Is what you're saying? If I, I if I don't see a menu and it says attack, magic, items, not it's not an RPG. RPG. It's not an RPG. So it's not a fantasy game, you mean? Because that's what you just described. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, magic. I uh, uh, last oh. thing I wanted to say is oh. I like oh. that. I like oh. I like that Shredder's Revenge got not just action but multiplayer because yeah, that is I a like really it. fun multiplayer game. That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. That's yeah. I really hope that game wins good something. Vibes. Yeah, good me vibes. too. I really hope that's why it was nominated for multiplayer to give it something because like I don't think it's going to win action. I what think. else is in multiplayer? Um, you know the the, the, the shooters, all the shooters basically. Um, oh, God damn it! Yeah, that's, is there a best shooter category? God. Yeah, well, there's an action one uh, that shooters would have been in. Um, multiplayer, where the hell is it? Why can't I find that, it? That, that might be rough though, because I mean, I don't know. I feel the multiplayer like has Call of Duty, multiverse, yeah, COD, multiverse, Overwatch yeah. two, Splatoon mm-hmm. three. And then Shredder's Revenge. So Splatoon three could win that one, actually. Yeah, people love that one. Uh, people do love Splatoon. Yeah, whatever. I don't think whatever. there's the <laughs> outpouring of love for a free-to-play Overwatch. I don't think Overwatch two. No, that no. I yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised it's, it's in here. It's yeah. on here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You I want think... to talk about like major controversy? People like. Yeah. I think Ninja Turtles wins that in one. October. <laughs> Ninja Turtles will win that one. Um, I hope so. I hope so too. Uh, yeah, what a fun the, game. How seamless that was to just jump in with anybody. Um yeah. and, and how smooth it was. I mean, it was just I, so if I have if I have people who come over and like we're just chatting or whatever, I'll literally just throw on that game and pass out controllers. Yeah, there are two multiplayer games this easy. year that I rolled credits with with my kids, and one was Kirby and one was Ninja Turtles. Those are the two multiplayer ones that I nice. Yeah. Anyway. All righty. Well, let's talk about some headlines. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff. I kind of want to start with uh, the Witcher 3 next-gen update coming, because, listen, there's been rumors about that. They've been saying, it's coming, don't worry, guys, it's on the way, but it's delayed. Um, but it's actually going to arrive just, I mean, buzzer beater, right before the end of the year. They said it's coming in 2022, it's coming in 2022, and here they are, December 14th. But the cool news is that if you already own it on really any console, you're going to be able to upgrade it for free on your new console. And then on PC, of course, you already have most of the stuff there. And added. honestly... Um... This is a game I've owned on like three different consoles, and I just never. That tells you, you how yeah. horrible I am at wanting to beat this game. Like, yeah, I already own it everywhere. This is going to be a free update for me. Like, and I still have. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah for me, The Witcher Three is a, uh, at least as far as my video game experience goes, it was like video game experience changing. I won't say life changing. That's over dramatic. Um, but it was video game life or video game experience changing. Like I had never played anything like it, and I've only played one or two games since then that had that same impact. For me, I think it's been The Witcher 3, Breath of the Wild, yep. and, Elden, and Elden Ring. Those are the three that kind of hit me mm-hmm. with that same, like, this is, I've never seen anything like this. And it's like the this. way they kind of get you to explore the world right like with zelda it was like climbing basically anything with with witcher it was like oh like the side quests and the way you explore like the world and then the side quests and the stories and actually they're interesting is really yeah it's 
Because so many games like are just kind of like the world's just there. Are they? No one. No one talks or remembers about any of. No remembers that. Now let's talk about like those are my worst. Should be up there. Let's talk about that. That's that's how real open world is done. Is those games. I do own that on PC now, um, I, and I do plan at some, on some point doing like I'm just going to do a full Witcher three play, replay through. I can't wait to do that. Just got to find the right time to do it when I kind of don't have things that are my type of games coming out. Uh, you know, Steam there's going to be those Steam windows. Deck verified. Just FYI, it is Steam verified. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Kyle Deck verified. So Kyle Deck. That's more important, by the way, than Steam Deck is Kyle Deck verified. <laughs> um, so I, that's one I do want to replay. I'm very excited for that. But that's, that. That's not a yeah. game that you can juggle with other games, right? Like if you're gonna go in, you could. On Witcher, I mean, like you can if you played time. it before, especially. But yeah, it, it's 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 it's. I mean, it's just like Spider-Man or any you know. In, in terms of like there being an open world with like anything that you walk towards, you're gonna have a fun time doing. You know what I mean? So. Um, so you, you could play it, you know, at, alongside something else or kind of stop. Depends on what the other it. thing is, don't you think? Like, yeah. I wouldn't I, play I another. do. Yeah, I wouldn't play two giant, you know, yeah. Western RPGs at the same time. Sure. That would, that sounds super annoying. Like, yeah. don't start Horizon and then the, you know, Witcher. Yeah, yeah. anything that has yeah. you, like, balancing an inventory and loot and leveling up and skill trees, maybe yeah. don't do that at the same yeah. time. Yeah, maybe have a oh. racer on the but side like, or something. But, like, Pentiment is a great, like, Pentiment would be a good one to play alongside it, probably. Yeah, like, yeah. Gotcha. Well, well, the other the other big stuff with this one is it's not just a graphical update. There's going to be like new missions and new uh, right. swords yeah. and new armor and uh, really? maybe I, I hear you're going to get to turn your face into Henry Cavill, who's going to always be our, our Gerald, right, guys? He's never oh. leaving. Oh wow, okay. This, uh, this DLC really aged poorly. This this no. DLC aged poorly already. I Liam, <laughs> Liam Mesworth. I was going to say there. I want Liam actually as the <laughs> DLC. <laughs> yeah, you know it better be Liam now. Um, <laughs> And That'd they be also amazing. said the way that it was worded was is there's going to be content that's like Netflix related, and then they also talked about and other content. So it makes me think there's going to be other like side stuff that maybe yeah. hit the cutting room floor at the last second, like side quests, nothing major, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And and they do a really good job of, of re-releasing these enhanced editions, like the Witcher Two enhanced edition. It had like two or three hours added on to the, the third act or whatever right. the game, yeah. you know, like, and it, it changed the entire ending and, and everything like that. So it's like, they're not afraid to go back and retcon their own games and add in like mm. extra stories and, and not charge you for it. So now, wow. But how, uh, how much do we want to bet that there will be issues, some jank or, or some kind of technical issues with this uh, upgrade? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they, they said that they were hoping to, to, fix a lot of issues because i'm playing it on pc and I, I started one on ps4 to get ready for ps5 like earlier in the year and i was still running into missions that just wouldn't complete uh, you know, like, all these years later you know so it's like it's sure. still like a, such a big game it's hard just to get every yeah, it like is. skyrim you're gonna you're gonna pick yeah. up that game and sometimes that quest item is not gonna be in that satchel and there is no mm -hmm. reloading to fix it you know what's right? crazy is when you first played that game in 2015 2016 the inventory system, the skill upgrade system, I mean, it was so obtuse and it it was yeah. not intuitive. And I remember being like, it's a good thing I freaking love this game that I'm willing to battle through these menus and the text size and all that. And they've they've improved so everything. much of it. it yeah. It's so streamlined now and so easy yes. to use and so spelt out for you that I'm like, these but kids, it was, they, got it, they got it easy with this Witcher these but days. But I know, you know, it was not that way when I played it. Um, <laughs> this is not your grandfather's Witcher Same, I beat it before all those major menu Me too. upgrades. Yeah, And I so almost... when I went back and like restarted it like years later, I'm like, what the fuck? Well, I remember <laughs> when I played the Blood and Wine, I was like, oh, 
they must have added new menu systems for Blood Mine, but I, I realized, oh, no, they updated it for yeah. the whole Witcher experience. Yeah. It's just, uh, that's, it when sure I, that's when I saw it. I almost want to time my replay with Jeff, though, because I didn't, um, I'm guessing, so Jeff, you've never played it at all, or you only played a little I bit? I played like three hours of it, yeah, okay. which is nothing. That's pretty much I, nothing. I never, I never got to the DLC. I, I've not done yeah. either of the DLCs. You'll so like it would be fun like to yeah. redo them the, and then the go. DLCs right are most people say are like the best part of that game. So. Hearts yeah, of Stone yeah, yeah. is a really good story, and then Blood and Wine is almost like a one uh, three point five. It truly yeah. opens up a full other area. Which, by the way, I skipped a lot because I was like, I can't do. Like I remember doing the main story, and then I saw mm-hmm. all these things, all these question yeah. marks, so much <laughs> on the new map. I'm talking about the Blood and Wine map. I was like, Yeah, I can't. I can't do it. I'm just gonna wrap yeah. this thing up. Like, yeah. As much as I love this, I got to move on with my life. It's, yeah. it's uh, and and not to say anything that there's wrong with the original. Like the original story is like really, really, really good, and like it's yeah. just basically you investigating, trying to find like your surrogate daughter, and and mm-hmm. the the links of, of, and the stuff that you go through are just kind of crazy. And then well, when and it's it, in it, the midst of a major conflict you know? too. It's in the it's midst in the midst of, of a major conflict and more torn. You know, and you don't care whatever. really about either side, which I, I kind of like that too. Yeah, you're not you're not supposed to, you know, by nature or whatever. But like, yeah, it's 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 really something, and everything about it is just working really well, and everything, all the side stuff is really written well, and it's just one of the best written games ever. And if you're really yeah. looking for a story. Like, even Skyrim's not written like this. Like, Skyrim's, like, all the story is reading those dumb books, if you want to read all the in-game in, in, books to, like, get the story, that's great. But, like, ultimately, what, what's the story of Skyrim? Like, you have, like, magical voice and you kill dragons because you're dragons awake. are bad. You oh, know? you woke up. That's it. There's not a lot of depths to it, yeah. you know what I mean? Skyrim like, there's dope. a lot of lore and world building and stuff like that, but, like, Witcher has really good character growth. Like, the Dragonborn yeah. is a one-dimensional cipher character. Uh, Gerald mm-hmm. of Rivia is a uh, is is like a totally three dimensional character who is just rugged on the outside, but much like in the Netflix series, he's just got a real just heart for this little girl who he's gonna raise and make a good mm-hmm. lady, you know. And it's it's awesome. It's just a good it's a good game. But yeah, it let's is. talk about let's talk about more games that came out ten years ago. And you know, by the way, I wanted to mention uh, <laughs> okay. Witcher Witcher two Witcher three doesn't make you do this that I can remember at least. Witcher two makes you pick. A side in a, in the major conflict going on mm. between two sides, and it plays out dramatically differently depending on which side you pick. So, um, and I did play them both because I was like, I want to see the other side because like you have to, and then the other side will hate you, and it will carry over into the third game. Yeah. Um, wow. So, and they they will not like you, <laughs> a lot. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so anyway, but in the third one, of course, like Kyle said, there's a much more personal mission that he's on. I like that. Yeah. I like that. And he it gets is big though, you know. I like that he of... is a character. Uh, and it has his own motivations and own personality. Mm-hmm. He is not a a blank face. You created him, like grunting avatar of you, right. mm-hmm. who's like either either silent or just generic. Like he is a fully fleshed out character, and you just happen Absolutely. to be controlling him. And I I like that. I don't want that in every game, but I like that about Kratos. I like that about Geralt. Like that's compelling to me. Um, as far speaking of stories, you know, that's one big weakness. Talking about Elden Ring being up for narrative, there's not really a strong set of characters there, if you include your main character. You're just kind of a blank face behind armor. You're just there to facilitate stuff. Yeah. You're facilitating the story. Um, all right, let's keep moving here. Um, <laughs> good news, guys. Sony is working on NFT and blockchain tech. Oh, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> thank, thank God. Right, that, as you know people what? were starting to care. It's so great how we Sony... turned around as a society and now are all in on this. Yeah. Sony, no, and Square, <laughs> Sony and Square filling the void that we need. We need to it. fill, right? Because yeah. you know they just 
they're just doing good. And they're like Charlie Day going, oh, so, so filled for you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yeah, so there's that. But there's also on the flip side with Sony, it does seem like as far as PS5 availability, all those scalper bots that are out there grabbing every PS5 available, they're starting to lose interest or slow down. I think the, the profit margin is getting much, much lower. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm, I'm really mad it took this long. So. Yeah, me too. <laughs> two years, right? Two years? They should have yeah. done Yeah, done two years the exactly. Deck. It's November. Yeah, you're right. Uh, they should have done it with the Steam uh, whatever, well, and, whatever and they did with And then to watch Deck. the Steam Deck do it as well as they did, you know right. what I mean? And, like, it was so effective, and you heard nothing about scalpers about the entire situation. It's like, okay, so everyone better do it this way, period. Like, I don't yeah, want, right. I, I never want to rat race ever again to get a console. Everyone's yeah. talking about new switches next year. And I'm like, you guys are crazy. I don't, you know what it was? Every about game the way can Steam run Deck like Pokemon going forward. I never want to go through buying a console again, especially <laughs> not next year. Like, obviously, the demand for PS5 was much greater than any other console, especially a brand new yeah. one like Steam Deck. I understand that. But what they did was they created a line and they didn't put a cap on the end of that line and said, sorry, if you miss getting in line, you have to wait till the line opens up again. Like that created a lot of stress and anxiety yeah. and just impossibleness. Yep, yep, yep. What they didn't need to do is just create a line, make it the line as long as you need to make it. And you, people can just get in line. And so then like, hey, yours is going to come in Q1 of 2021. That's yeah. when we're. The important thing is being able to get into the line at all. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Actual human being. Yep. I put my twenty dollars down, and I'm going to wait until this time. And I I wonder how much stress they get from like shops where GameStop's like, "Well, you swore that we're going to get this many, so you better send us this many." So they can't like ever predict how many like Sony's going to have for their website. And I'm not trying to like justify it. I'm just I'm just wondering like how much of this is a is a, is an unfixable machine, you know, because I like Steam Deck so many... didn't have to answer anybody. They're like, you're, you can't buy this right. storage. You well, have I think to buy it from us. That's a good know? point. I yeah. think that's maybe perhaps the thing is like they really should have put in the effort of being like, hey, listen, retailers, very yeah. sorry, but like well, these shenanigans. With, with what everyone was going, especially with COVID, it's yeah. like no one's going to your dumb stores. So, you know, if you want a PS5, you got to buy it from us. You know? the I would have been totally yeah. fine with that. Yeah. 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 So that, but it, it, it's, it's, it's basically the mentality of like, well, people are going to just buy this. So who cares? We're getting the money for it. That that's clearly what the mentality was. They were like, whatever. Yeah. I mean, we're getting the you're money. So who cares? And it's you're like, well, wrong. that's, that's just ignorant though, because you're, you're dealing with a-holes who are buying them to sell them for a huge markup. It's like, yeah. you, you kind of have to, you kind of have to care a little bit because then people are going to just so- be sour on, on your, on your platform. Right. Yeah, or, that, exactly, man. As Sony I'm, can I I they can lift their hands the all they want. Parry, they can kind of do this all they want, but it's going to make us feel negatively towards them. It's the PS3 era. Yeah, yeah. It's the PS3 era, you know, that, that that cockiness. And it's like, guys, you got to you, you you did it once, you know. And Microsoft's yeah, not much better. I think I think maybe you can go on their website and get one delivered to you like in a week now. But like you can't get one in any stores or anything like that. You can't like it is not the Xbox Series X. I think you can go get S's anywhere. I think they're falling out of people's heads. But like, uh, yeah, but like, uh, the the X's, I I think, are still hard to get unless you buy directly from Xbox's website. And again, Mm. I I, we would have to do a a shadow check right now, but like, uh, when I checked a couple weeks ago, you could buy one, but you had to get it in like a bundle, you know. I I will check Amazon, like, it's it's, uh, for the the Series S, people are breaking into cars and leaving them in there. That's how bad, yeah, (laughs) that's how I got mine actually. Someone broke into my house, um, they're like, Here you go, we'll hook it up for you. Next gen, baby. So on Amazon it says available uh, via invitation. Yeah. Or available by invitation. So yeah, it's not just like 
You it's can't just, you can't just run out to the store and get one at Walmart. You know There's what I mean? Some sort like of these, to get in for it. These things are still very hard to get, you know? Um, well, speaking so of um, the Series S for Xbox, Black Friday deals are going to include $50 off of those. So like Kyle said, not only are they readily available, they'll also be readily available and cheaper. Um, I think it's a good it's, option. I mean, we have and you guys. Have the S yeah, I think and, you know. do three of us. There's two of us. Is just Dan and I, or I is it you one. too, Jeff? You I have, have a Series S. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So three of us have a Series S, and that's how we Xbox game. And just yeah. coming from us, like it, it's a great system. Buy it if like yeah. Yeah. if you want to get in the door and play Xbox games, like for 250 bucks for a 4K machine or 4K. I don't know. I don't want to get into all that. <laughs> like. Please, like that—that uh, that is the way to do it, you know. And yeah. don't listen to these headlines that are talking about like. Trust me, Microsoft isn't suddenly going to go. Well, screw the Series S, then, you know. Like whether it's an Albatross yeah. or not for this generation, it is what it is at this point. Go ahead I mean, and pick one up. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. So my first Xbox that I ever or that we ever owned. Period. Um, I played the entire Gears of War series, and then more importantly, the newest Gears of War Five. Beautiful game, gorgeous. Um, the newest uh, Forza gorgeous they played on the series s just fine like yeah. completely yeah. Fine. Looked, uh, I, uh, beautiful to, to think that there's a world out there that that there's a better looking version of the game which there is on the series x obviously <laughs> that game looked wonderful on the S. Yeah, i could i can't exactly. even imagine it looking better and i played gran turismo 7 and that game looks great too and the series s version of horizon and mm -hmm. gran turismo 7 very close in terms yeah. of you sound like one of those you know, 30 fps pours over there so you sound like <laughs> Oh, no, is it coming through? I'm I've, just kidding. I went to a so dialect coach. I'm supposed to be getting that out of me. <laughs> so basically, the point is like the Series S is plenty strong. It's going to play I, the I games. I love hearing you guys say that. It actually reminds me that maybe I need to grab one because we still have a Xbox One X. My son has an Xbox One S. Honestly, those have kind of handled everything fine, and I do yeah, most that... of my like newer Game Pass gaming on my PC. But mm. It's still it's, it's not a bad investment to grab one of those. Maybe wow. throw the if it's the an extra Xbox room system, boys, it's totally boys. great. If you if you yeah. if it's not your main system, like a lot of us, you know, main on the PS5 just because that's just what we know or whatever, you know, like yeah. having that Series S is a great option. Yeah, and again, cool. like when I'm playing Halo, at no point am I like, boy, I'm playing the bad graphic version of Halo. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, these graphics are really good. Like, wow, yeah. I'm really impressed. They look better than, like than this somewhere else. If anything, it makes me want a Series X. So like the Series S is just kind of what uh, is ending up being a stepping stone to making sure I'm playing Starfield, you know, on that best looking system. But you know, I to to say that those two games are gonna play completely differently all together, you know, they probably just won't. You know, I well, it's probably like, be pretty comparable. It's almost like people talking about the Switch versus like you know PS5 and Xbox Series SX. You know, mm -hmm. they, they, yep. there's clearly a gap there. So it's yeah. almost like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so you know major gap um there was a gap between the last gen and the switch for being honest like there was yeah, a gap there between yeah. ps4 and xbox one and the switch my favorite thing to remind um, people is that game came out outdated or that system came out outdated. that system came out outdated you know, just yeah. like the wii u just like the wii that's been their thing for a while now and people are like uh, i don't understand why we can't get call of duty on the switch i'm like because they literally won't run guys just yeah. <laughs> you have to treat the nintendo console at the, at the moment unless they change their console at the moment is like it's a portable console that happens to be able to launch up to your big screen if you want it to. Like yeah. that's kind of just how you have to think of it. Yeah, yeah, that's 
That's a yeah. Good. Then but it the makes deck it feel has, way less. Bad. The deck has proved that you can have something a bit beefier and have games that look. The decent. deck also only lasts a couple hours and gets really hot. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. Boy, does fair. it get loud? And, like, and, and, and I love my deck, but <laughs> like we're still a long way away from having like a truly next gen six hour long, you know, playing system that isn't going to yeah. cause third degree burns on your hands. I think. Um, I think so weird how we can't figure that out, but our phones are like amazing. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. Get hot too, though. Too. My phone is pretty hot. Yeah. Um, I think just battery technology needs to like jump to the next level. By the way, every time I do like one of the major updates, I still have an iPhone 11 uh, over here. And uh, when it, it, I just got the update recently. My battery life all of a sudden is super poor. Yep. So I'm like, yeah, like, I think they want you to get a new one. They're they're they build yeah. in, they're building <laughs> in those depths. <laughs> Send me like a text spike. That's how like, they do it. That's how Apple does it. I remember when I had a three or whatever. It was a long Sabotage. time ago. And like, and then like five or six came out, and suddenly I, my battery life was like half an hour. It felt like I was <laughs> like, this is. You guys I are clearly trying to get me to get new phones. because the life of those batteries obviously, you know, starts I mean, to deteriorate pretty quick. After. I mean, I'll, I'll get it. I'm just, I, I don't know why you're doing this to me though. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you're speeding up the process a little bit yeah i think it yeah. is also in the settings too when they update it like they'll add new settings or like they'll switch it's things probably on. running more background stuff that's i true. swear i would hold on to a phone for like four or five years if like the batteries would just like last me you know too, what i mean like, sure. i don't yeah. i don't need to read my emails quicker than they already get read <laughs> right. so don't you know? a little yeah. too immediate yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, solitaire still works the same as it did before. I actually yeah, it's not any quicker, switched, I swear. Uh, nope. I just got uh I I got a I currently have a Samsung S20 plus, I think. It's like the little bit bigger one, but it's not a note cuz it's not huge. Yeah. Um and and that was a great reliable phone, incredibly fast whatever, but I the camera is ass. So I got a Google Pixel 7 uh that I've been working on the last like day and a half. Um and it runs just the same speed. It's like we don't even need new phones anymore; just new cameras yeah. at this point. Yeah, that's just and that's what you're buying. Cameras. You're you're buying like the camera. The exactly. You know, in, in a lot of ways, you're also buying just a clean device that doesn't have all of your cached files and yeah, saved yeah, stuff. Yeah, right, like you're just right, kind of right. like clearing out that business, all the old pictures, put them it, in the cloud. It felt, and, felt feels very freeing to have a new homepage and like. It almost sounds like all you have to do is factory reset your device like once every two years. <laughs> every, yeah, just just kind of just let it flow, man. I, yeah. do, um, reset it. I do have whatever. I, don't, I forget what number we're on here, uh, iPhone wise. But it, I mean, these newer ones do have 5G and 5G the new, is, yeah. is the newest. Is it pretty 14, fast. 13 or 14? Mine has 5G and it never 14? is on 5G because Denver no? is okay. not ever. Oh, really? Is the coverage know, bad? You know? Yeah. They, I mean, um, for Verizon, like I have pretty bad coverage. You know? Do oh, you? Okay. Yeah, because I I, I noticed that it does go in and out between LTE and 5G. So I do I do sometimes it, it's like half and half, but yeah. I get yeah. 5G sometimes. Yeah. I have kind of the Yo, same problem with AT&T, which is that so 5G weird. was supposed to give us. I thought 5G yeah. was supposed to like microwave us or something. Yeah, exactly. It's supposed to turn our <laughs> I mean, brain. I don't have a I don't have a left ear I don't anymore. I only have one ear, but I'll sure. Sure. That. I have one ear too, but it, I have it on both sides of my head. Oh, okay, so that's good. It's yeah. really weird. One's yeah. always facing inwards. I have and... two yeah. dicks. How did that happen? <laughs> that's a Fallout character. Jeffrey Two Dicks. What? what not? Five He's a ghoul. Hey there, Smooth Skin. It's Two Dicks. That's <laughs> smooth Skin. It sounds like. You're describing the character at the end of Inside as that you're rolling <laughs> around. You yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Phil Spencer said some things this week, guys. One of the things he said was that he's open to committing to Call of Duty on PlayStation in the longer term. 
we're still talking about this. So yeah, I, I, you know what? It used to be fun. It's not fun anymore. (laughs) Jimmy, Jimmy Um, is not satisfied until he gets what he wants. Jimmy will get what he wants. We want our exclusive content. Just I feel like after the uh, internet ridiculed him, we stopped hearing from him really quickly, which I thought was pretty funny. He's like, all right, I gotta, all right, I gotta chill out, everybody. Oh. Shit. Yeah. All right. well, well, everyone's calling me a big baby. I better chill out. <laughs> Something else that I think Microsoft, I think they're still planning their streaming device, which is essentially just a box where you could do all your cloud, X cloud gaming. Still going to be in the $100 range. Like, I don't know, man. This to me, if they're still planning, I think they still are. It seems to me like you'd be much better off just getting an app put out on every device you possibly can, like a Game Pass cloud yeah. app. And put it out, and that way you don't have to manage yet another piece of hardware and kind of be able to buy more hardware that you're producing and sending out to stores. Like, I don't know, maybe maybe that's worth it. My gut tells me just create a high level app that you make compatible with everything, all smart TVs and, and everyone knows that language. You know, like yeah. plugging in something to your TV isn't everybody's language. You know what I mean? Listen, like, oh my gosh. So Jimmy here, he, Jimmy he Ryan has in. shown up. Oh. Jimmy was telling me he's just he's very upset that we're all making fun of him. All yeah. right. He's, he's a human being, just like the rest of us. Uh-huh. I don't know yeah. And he true. just wants a fair. He, he, wants, he wants everything to just be a level playing field. All right. Um, Microsoft. I'm so creeped has, out by that picture right now. Me too. It's very unsettling. Microsoft <laughs> he, looks like has, a, he looks like a dad who sends his food back at every restaurant he goes to. He looks like the he looks like a Gleason brother that didn't go into action. <laughs> see, see, he's crying right now. I know he's smiling on the outside, but right now he's crying. All right, no, he looks like the guy who's sitting at the kitchen island um, to catch a predator when the guy walks out and goes, "Hey, what are you doing here?" Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what are you doing here? Jimmy, Jimmy was supposed to be here. <laughs> Listen, he just wants a little bit more money. Microsoft has all the money. He wants a little bit more money. That's oh all. He God. just wants well, some money, guys. So. <laughs> so that's all he just wanted I'm still to hung up on the he's a human being thing yeah that's, that's jim, the thing that it's time for you to go away jimmy see it, see okay. it from jim. all right bye, bye jimmy um <laughs> also uh phil spencer speaking to apps he did say that xbox basically we they have to be relevant on mobile is kind of what the quote was all about i did read about this where he was talking about um that they can't pretend like mobile isn't like the biggest platform and xbox needs to have a presence there and then he referenced the activision acquisition uh, as being like a big part of that because of candy crush and yeah. it wasn't so much about call of duty it was more about yep. their mobile stuff he literally said this acquisition it's not really about call of duty it's really about candy crush and uh, you know what uh-oh. on paper he's actually right but money wise yeah. <laughs> yeah. if it were really about that he would have come out swinging with that week's go like you guys it's really about candy crush you know like <laughs> This seems like a total after. Yeah, it is a really smart one. <laughs> a really <laughs> smart one, mind you. Dude, the light bulb. The light yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this That's does funny. this does feel like the thing that you're trying to say. Well, obviously this, like when it wasn't that yeah. at all before. No, it wasn't. It does, like, does anyone really like play? I mean, I know people do, but I mean, when was the last time anyone uttered the word candy? Like Kyle, I haven't heard somebody say Candy Crush in like I don't even. Know I how. haven't either. That game's making a like a million dollars a month or whatever a day or something. Yeah, it's so, so dumb. It's, how much? It's doing. And Diablo Immortal doing too is right. Fine. It's still making. Mm-hmm. Game yeah, busters, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. In in microtransactions. All of those games, you don't, man. I don't even hear about those that game at all. Any Either. kind of match three game that just gives a little and then just asks for a little bit back and then give like my yeah. wife gets hooked on those kind of games. She played Candy Crush for a long time. She so plays now literally plays this one now called like Gardenscapes where you can like grow your garden and get pets. But then you do a sure. match three puzzle game for a while and you go sure. back and do the gardening yeah. and the pets. Yeah. And, 
And then you get to a point where you can't do any of that anymore quickly. What do so you mean like, I have to cool down you know? for 45 yeah. minutes? Yeah, and every once in a while. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'm like, did you just spend like $3.99 on, uh, <laughs> on Apple for something? Because it just popped up on my on my notification here. Uh, She's like, maybe. <laughs> I needed more farm stuff yeah. for my pretend farm. I needed more farm <laughs> gems or whatever. You know, listen, I, I have no room to talk. I buy so many sticking video games. Um, so I've, I know bought, yeah, I've bought in, like costumes for characters before. I get, you know. Yeah, I, got, I have no room to talk. Um, so that was some Sony news, some Xbox news for Nintendo. The only news I had was that Nintendo needs to release an upgraded version of Switch because their hardware is super old. That's my only breaking news. And you put it as Nintendo. breaking, yeah, that's right. breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> kind of like people do on Twitter when they're like breaking. Pay attention to this. Tim <laughs> has his bot programs readied up already for the new yeah. Switch. So Tim, do you have news about the Super Switch? Are we bringing up the Super Switch again or Switch? No, we'll, we'll talk about Super Switch later. We'll get to that later. Yeah. I feel yeah. like it comes up every year around this time. They'll be like, that Switch Pro, it's right around the corner. And I'm like, you guys, no one's making anything right now. <laughs> no, like, and, and I agree with you. I, they need to make something. They need new, to, but, like, but they're not going to anytime They're not soon. going to with these sales figures, man. Absolutely not. But circling back to Pokemon, though, like, you're, you got, you're right. Like, Xenoblade is clearly, like, the blueprint of how to do that on something like the Switch. It's it is possible. Tell you so, though, Breath, I'll tell of, the, you Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Tears, but it came out of the seven Kingdom, years ago. And, yes. What if and, Tears of the Kingdom comes out with performance issues like Pokemon? Yeah. Could you imagine? I feel like that would Good. be the last straw for a lot. But there's of people way more. There's way more going on in that game for sure. Like I know. So what if it comes out yeah. with issues that Pokemon? What if Pokemon there's issues? Have? Yeah. What if there are Whoa. issues? What if that's why it's um, been taking so long? You know? Right. But what I'm saying is uh, to me, like for me personally, I would be like, oh, well, that is frustrating. I would excuse it more versus Pokemon. There's less going on in oh, po Pokemon to to excuse the the um, the the jank than I there is. I want to live in a world where I'm excusing any blemishes. No, of course. <laughs> no, of course. Of course. You know, like I, 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 you know, you're playing Ocarina of Time right now. Can you imagine if that game needed a day one update, you know, when it came out and you could never get one. So it was just broken forever. <laughs> Like, no, no Ocarina of Time came out perfectly, you know? And like, oh, of course. Came out, that was the version you had, and that was it, you know? And yeah. I know now I sound like the old guy in the podcast. Like, back in my day, they completed their games when they came out. No. Don't care. I, I like No, it they actually the didn't, though. There was a lot of games that came out broken they, and they not did, done. They did, and they, that was it. <laughs> no, there was, was one, you were stuck with it. one of the more famous ones on PlayStation 1 was Xenogears. That game was famously not mm. quite ready, but they released yeah. it in, and the yeah, ending was finished, like, right? oh, what? This yeah. is the end of the game. All right. Okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but they had a deadline sure. to hit, so they did, and there was no way to update it. Like, I guess that's it. Let's just push and it out. They just kept on releasing games and running out of money in that budget. It was really, it's great. It was really sad. Yeah. Good job, I like everybody. That. I like those games, but boy, that diminishing returns with that series. Well <laughs> done, everyone. All right. Any other news that jumps out at you guys that you want to highlight? There's been other stuff this week. I have to mention one that is exceptionally hilarious to me. It's yeah. uh, that back in the day when GTA 3 was really successful, like just just everybody was talking about it and playing it. Um, the, uh, a movie studio called uh, somebody at Rockstar and Dan Hauser was in the room and they were like, we want to make a GTA movie. Tony Scott's going to direct and Eminem is going to star. Of all people, oh, Eminem is going to star. <laughs> and they didn't even hesitate. The guy who answered the phone just said, do you want to make this? And you just said, no. <laughs> <laughs> there was like no hesitation. To create a style, no, no. no. <laughs> Wow. Uh, just imagine that Eminem. I'm gonna go over here in the rabbit con. I'm a rapper. I don't want to live in that alternate universe. I don't want to live in that alternate universe. Yeah, same here. I don't know about all that. 
Oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Uh it is worth noting that Dead Island 2's been bumped back a couple months, February third mm. back to April twenty eighth. Okay. Who saw that coming though? That's, that's crazy. Everybody. Thanks, You're, Kyle. Oh, thanks, thanks, Kyle. That's, I forgot. You know that you, does you approve those. <laughs> that is that is one less February game, which is good. That month. Yeah, yes, and I'm not yeah. And we had no April game. games. It's yeah. just like any game that like comes out over the course of 10 years like even cyberpunk which i love like had some issues you know it's just it's never going to be a good story you know what i mean final like, fantasy 15 final fantasy 15 like not gonna not going down in history is the greatest final fantasy of all time you, no, know? It's not. <laughs> so. you know and i get the feeling this game will also end up being all respect to dying light but like dying light 2 where it's like this is a really fun game in some ways, but also it's got some drawbacks. Like it's certainly I was so excited not... for that game, and it was so broken. That was the most broken game I played in the last ten years. Like yeah, I, I <laughs> that's disappointing. Yeah, so I think it's going to be somewhere in that kind of summon in sevens range. I could be wrong, but that's yeah, what's going to be. Right, I think you're right. I, I honestly right. hope there is an element of jank in Dead Island Two, and it's a weird thing to ask for. It's part of the fun, but it's yeah, 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 yeah. But so like the, the fun game. jank, not the yeah, I get stuck like behind locked doors jank, jank. Not... like ragdoll, yeah. like the body yeah, 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 yeah. They flip yeah. around yeah. like yeah. on yeah. themselves, like stupid jank. That's that's almost like on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm here for that too. I'm with you. Um, all right, let's wrap things up with stuff we're watching. There's been some uh, a couple new, new movies released. I, I'd want to catch up on one that I finally watched as well, but I want to hear about the menu. That movie looks wacky. Yeah, I've seen it, it advertised nuts. a bunch. It is, it, is... is it as nuts as the trailers look? Yes, and they I'm almost like a little bummed that the trailer showed as much as they did uh, to some extent because um, you don't really it's not like they reveal any of the plan from the movie in the trailers, but the trailers do allude to some violence happening and I wish they didn't, you know what I mean? Like, I wish you were able to go into the movie and go, Whoa, I didn't know that was going to happen. Like, I wish there was yeah. more of that. Uh, they should have taken it off the menu. Yeah. That's what she said. I don't know. <laughs> Good uh, cast. No, in time. This movie. no time, but she did. No time. Great. Really cast. <laughs> uh, really cast. This is, this is Ray fines being yet another complex yet captivating villain. Um, and he's just that. incredible in this. Uh, he and then Anya Taylor Joy plays the lead, who is like kind of like the only person there, not the only person, but the one who's like there without knowing what she signed up for. Whereas everybody else knows who this chef is, knows that it's going to be some weird up its own ass menu, like that it's going to be super convoluted. They expect this, but she's going in there going, What the hell is all this? Um, to the point where even <clears throat> even Ray Fine's character is like, you shouldn't be here and stuff like that, because um, they intricately planned out the meals and and uh, personally like to each person that's there. Um, so uh, yeah, her journey is really fun to watch. Nicholas Holt is so funny in this movie. Um, he between this and that show, The Great, that's on Hulu, which he's really funny in that too. Um, he just needs to be. A comedic actor from now on like he's so fun he plays a fanboy of ray fines character so and even if it's the craziest thing you've ever seen in person he's still like this food this food's so good like you it know, doesn't he was matter actually what's funny happening in around that, him that movie's the movie's not great but there's a movie where he's a zombie who falls in love with the girl yeah 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 oh you didn't he like was, that? that was endearing like that was endearing the, the yeah. movie was fine I, I don't think it was great but it was, the movie's but i thought he was really good in it i thought yeah. he just did it really good. He's great in mad I max really like that movie, actually. mad max yeah oh yeah wonderful that movie, yeah. oh yeah he's good he's really good yeah he can be a chameleon and he can do like just 
the whatever they needed him to do as Beast, that Beast, boring yeah, nerd stuff. He Beast, yeah. he and Beast. he can do really zany, weird comedy. Like he is the comedic backbone almost in this movie. Um, he's he's pretty despicable. They, you know, the, as the, as the movie goes on, you just you find out all these things about the people that are at this uh, kitchen, whatever, being served. That you're like, oh no! Like I mean, it's just things happen unfold so quickly and unpredictably that you're like, oh no, this is bad. Please stop. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a dark, very very dark sense of humor though. Like um, even if it's like a really 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 uh, like messed up meal that they're serving, they'll still have like kind of like a food show. They'll still have like here's a picture of the food in a very pretty sense, and then it'll have the ingredients up here, even if it's mm. messed up ingredients. It'll be like really pretty. Like it's it's so funny how they Baby's go the extra toes. mile with uh, some of the food show references. Um, but there's there's a whole this movie is a whole metaphor about like um, like creator culture and fanboys and stuff. Like there's a whole yeah. commentary about that happening that you can assign to food or you can assign to about like movies or gaming or whatever. Like Anything. yeah, pretty much. Um, it's good, man. It's it's layered and it's messed up. And if you like dark comedy, especially, I mean, you're really going to like it uh, for sure. Okay. Who directed nice. this? Do we, do you know? Mark Milode. Because I know you usually put it good about knowing. He, uh, he, I can't remember. He did that Brad Pitt war movie on Netflix that was like a satire. What was that called? War Machine, I think. Oh, that sounds um, familiar. That sounds familiar. Yeah, you know, I think he did The Rover, too. And that movie is effing brilliant. Um I can't, God, I can't remember what else he's done, but he's like a South African actor or director. Does it have a Knives Out vibe to it at all? It's kind of like the dark but humorous. Uh, it's even it... darker. It's even darker. darker Knives yeah. Out is definitely designed to appeal to more people. Um, okay. okay. Oh, I guess apparently he only did TV before this Mark, movie. Yeah, Mark uh, Milode. I, yeah, I guess I'm confusing him to with somebody else. Ali but, G. Um, he was involved with Ali G. But he did <laughs> mostly. Ali G. Yeah, he did mostly. Uh, Kyle's like, I'm in now. I'm, I'm, in. I'm back in. I'm back in. Yeah. He, uh, he's a succession director for the most part. That's that's okay. his claim to fame, and and Shameless apparently. Interesting. Um, nice. Before that show fell off the rails. Uh, right, so the menu, which is just in theaters right now, right? It's not just streaming. in theaters for now, yeah. Okay. But but there is one that's streaming, and there's it's on Apple. It's uh, Spirited, the Ryan Reynolds, uh, Will Ferrell, uh, yep, the Christmas, Christmas Carol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It's a musical. Oh, is that out? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's out, but it's like, a, it's actually kind of a refreshing take on the Christmas Carol story. Cause it's like, mm -hmm. it's almost like a Christmas Carol is like, a a prequel to this movie in a sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, they, they, just the way they map out certain characters and how they explain the story and stuff. And, and you're more following the ghost side of it. Like mm -hmm. Will Ferrell works as a ghost with Christmas past and they follow him at the company where they concoct who they're going to haunt that year. Um, so I thought that was an interesting take on it. It's just the musical side. Why? Why was it a musical? Like, it actually would have been way better if it wasn't. Sure. Um, it was like I distra that, distracted but... from, like, good <laughs> plot points when they were like, I'm going to bust out in song. I'm like, damn it. I was actually just getting in the rhythm. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I, I personally don't like, I just don't like musicals. So when, when that happens, I'm like, all right, well, now we're just some parts. I'm very picky world. about musicals yeah. myself. Like Les Mis, they sing the entire freaking thing and it's annoying. But that's hell. the point of that though, you right? Know? That's literally what that is. So Yeah, but but yeah. I mean, I'm just saying I'm picky about those. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So if, if I don't know, if maybe if the movie had been about music, I would have liked it more. Sure. as a musical like la la land is about music you know I'm, I, that's why i love that musical um but this one the music is 
actually it's written the songs are written by the same guys that wrote the the vocal melodies and lyrics for la la land um and they wrote the greatest showman songs too so it's like the the poppy broadway yeah. type sound yeah um and they're competent songwriters you know they're 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 making bank whenever they're hired like i mean they they are the go-to guys for we're gonna do a musical and we want it to be pop kind of oh okay well let's hire these guys and give them billions of dollars um but yeah, it's it is entertaining, and Ryan Reynolds is doing his Ryan Reynolds thing, and Will Ferrell is doing his Will Ferrell thing. So I mean, if you like what That's those guys mix. do, I do. I like both. Going guys. to enjoy your time with the movie for sure. Yeah, yeah. They can be exhausting too much of either of them after a while. Like yeah, but I like them both a lot. I wouldn't do yeah. a double feature, you know. But I wouldn't like, do right, a double feature. Right. Though, yeah. But them together, honestly, it makes sense. They yeah, had no. I'm on board with that. I'm on board with that. We did watch um, Totally Family focused here but the disenchanted the follow-up to i haven't watched it yet. 15 years uh, ago was enchanted yeah. with amy adams and love Patrick. that first movie yeah it was a really fun like tongue-in-cheek not tongue-in-cheek but like kind of wink nudge and i don't know how to put it but it was basically just a fun little like hey remember all the fairy tale fantasy disney stuff we're gonna take all those tropes and kind of put them in modern day at the time new york city and uh, see how they would survive there so that was kind of the the core concept but they turned it into a very nice still very disney tropey story and the way it all wrapped up was you know mm -hmm. in a perfect boat but it was yeah. super fun super clever great cast and uh my my daughter and i loved watching we actually watched them back to back over this weekend the oh cool one. those so, have got to be like a weird one to watch back because it's like you said it's, it's 15 years jump. ago that's a huge but time I, jump. I liked it i thought my rudolph did a good job i mean it's it's more of the first one so like okay is mm. is it is it doesn't have that same magic it's the same thing with any sequel game or movie like it's a yeah. struggle to capture that same magic it really it is, is. So, not unless unless it's like a fury road thing where you change the entire thing like the entirety yes. of what the franchise was point. basically right. you know no and this is just another they do a good job they do a good job with it but it's another good. version of what you saw with enchanted like and yeah. so with enchanted there were lots of kind of like surprises like if they did chip and dale 2 the rescue rangers if they did a chippendales rescue mm -hmm. rangers 2 i don't think it would be it would be hard for them to make it quite as like well that was surprisingly good like i didn't expect them to do all yeah. these things yeah. and it would be hard to make a sequel and same <laughs> with enchanted it was tough to make i forgot that so yeah it's a little disappointing that it is a, more of the same not that i didn't want more of the same but i did i i wanted the story to be at least a little I don't know. No, they do, they do a good it, job so. with the story. Like it's it's okay. one of those things where like, oh, okay, I see how they did this, and I, I like what they did with the story. The trailer oh, okay. kind of tells most of the story, by the way. So yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. Then, dang yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the trailer tells it. Gee, what a surprise. Well, <laughs> I, I, go. I remember watching Enchanted, like this is when I went to still with my, lived with my parents and we still saw movies together. We just saw Enchanted on a whim. We were just like, let's just go see that. We oh, haven't no. had a movie night in yeah. forever. And we loved the hell out of it. When it was we one saw of Amy it. Adams' best performances, weirdly believe. enough. Like, yeah. She, she really Shout out to Amy Adams. Job. Yeah. She was so great. And then James Marsden was so effing funny in that so movie. So funny. Yeah. Um, and he, my understanding is he's barely in Disenchanted. And I'm like, right. oh, that's disappointing. Because uh, uh, really? he was like the best part of the first one. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's really uh, Amy Adams-centric. And a few other characters, too. Some new characters, too. Um, oh, cool. So I liked it. I thought it was good. I'll see it. Um, Disney Plus. Why not? And speaking of Disney, I watched uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, and oh, there you go. It was it was good, a good movie. It was fun. I, I had a good time with it. Like I know there are people who hate it, and there are people who love it. And I'm like, what if I just thought it was good and I liked it? Is that okay? Can I think like <laughs> that was good? No, no, no you have not. to love right, all not. things Marvel or uh, <laughs> or hate them or hate them. I don't, and that's kind of been the story of this phase of Marvel for me as I've. Yeah. 
caught up. There's been some it's things that, that I for everybody is that it just it feels like a very I, I, now everyone's even calling it like oh, it's got Phase Four vibes, you know, like and now it's even become yep. a joke on itself, you know. And I when I um, watch Black Panther, that's kind of the, what I've heard about that too. Is like, yeah, it's it's good, it's good, it's good. It's like another it's Phase that's Four that's movie. Good. So um. But and I don't want to diminish it. Like I know it's one of those things where it's like I recognize a ton of work and effort went into that, and and people really gave it their all. I totally understand that. But there, I I do see them still struggling to totally find what the footing is moving forward after Endgame. Like there's still that little bit of yeah. a we're not sure exactly what we're doing, but we're gonna tell some interesting stories with some really great characters along the way. And that's what I Love think. Like they was. they know where they want to be, but they don't know how to get there. That's kind of what oh, this whole phase could be right. like. It's yeah, like we know exactly where we want to be, but like getting there, yeah, <laughs> like well, I, yeah, I it's wonder... not as easy to to be like, it's not as easy as an Infinity War story where it's like, well, that revolved around like six stones, so it's easy to just throw a stone in a movie or whatever yeah, right, on occasion. Right, right. Whereas this got... is like, well, it's multiverse, so it's a little more yeah. abstract. You know? So you need literal, actual human beings as these characters with all these different universes, like and. You know, yeah. they're not going to stick around nearly as long, right? Because, I mean, maybe they die sooner than you think because it's like they're from this other universe and we can't just have them sitting around for 20 movies. Like, yeah. So, yeah. So I thought it was good. I thought that uh, Russell Crowe and Christian Bale were standouts. They were both excellent. Definitely. <laughs> Russell um, Crowe. I forgot. I think they, Russell Crowe probably had the most fun I've ever seen him have. Like, maybe it's been a while. It's been a minute. I yeah, like maybe outside of the other guys. Yeah. Like, I, you know, at the end of the other guys, he was <laughs> really nice guys. Other, yeah. uh, nice yeah. guys. Nice excuse guys. Nice guys. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he, oh my he God. was great. When his I... wife, oh my God, that take in The Nice Guys where he's like, I'm sleeping with your brother or something. And the way he spits out his water, like, it's just one of the best fit takes I've ever seen in a modern movie. It's he so can good. be fun. You know, yeah, he <laughs> clearly had fun with this. He was doing, as I described it to Jeff and to Kyle, I think, as like an SNL sketch version of a Greek accent for Zeus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and it worked. He didn't have to do great. anything. And he's like, I think I'm going to take a shot at it. I'm yeah. And it was great. Yeah. And then, and then. I've never seen Christian Bale phone it in, man. And he didn't for this either. Like, right from no. the opening shot where it's right. him. Right. He just right doesn't know how way. to just show up. Like, he's just yeah. going to show yeah. up and be, like, at 10. Which I realize can be a problem on set, apparently, when he screams at people. Oh, but you other come than in that... here like, ah, ta-da, look up. <laughs> good for you. But Good for you. Um, but anyway, I thought it's... I thought it was fun. There's listen, if like we don't, we're not doing a deep dive on this movie that was from this past summer, but there are plenty of things you could nitpick about really every movie, but this one too, it certainly has its moments. And I'm like, well, a lot of these jokes were reaching or whatever. Like there's lots you can go into to criticize it, but as a whole, as an overall movie, I thought it was fun. And um, yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Um, Shout out to to Hemsworth though, especially with uh, apparently he has like Alzheimer's stuff going on, which is like totally. Well, I don't know if that's ever been has brought up. Potential or... like a high, higher potential than usual because yeah. of some. His genetic gene. makeup is yeah. like you know very open. You know, to, like, hey, to, you're gonna probably get. You're this. most Acceptable. likely gonna get it. I didn't. Yeah. He's very I didn't successful. realize that 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 you can actually see him get told that on camera. He filmed yeah, a they, documentary. Yeah, on that show Limitless. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. So, it's, like... That's that's where he learned it, and they recorded it and everything, so... Yeah. It's crazy. And they were like... And he was like, okay, so wh what does that mean? Like, it could just be like, oh, you have a 5% more chance? It doesn't... Which isn't a big deal. But then the guy was like, no, you have an 8 to 10 times more chance than a regular, like person in the population would like yeah. you cut the camera yeah that's, yeah like, that's, that's horrible to, to yeah, learn that like rough. on a on that's... a show that you just kind of like you know got casted on you know so yeah, yeah. that really sucks 
because yeah, he's so he's shout out to him he seems like a good person we don't know he for seems sure like, yeah i know you never don't know, know. Yeah. it's the same with like know, a hugh jackman it's like he seems like one of the nicest people alive he could be a psychopath i have no he idea could <laughs> kick, he <laughs> could <laughs> kick puppies you don't know he, he might I mean, have you have you seen logan i mean come on he's just yeah. tearing dudes up i've seen like him yell at kids before you know? certain people you feel like you know who they are based on like i saw him in an interview it's like did you though yeah 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 you saw the actor on an interview get out of here hanks has had that personality for decades of being like oh he's America's sweetheart, everybody's favorite dad, or whatever. Like, it's just like, sure, you don't know. He's probably yeah. murdering people, and that's why he's so happy. <laughs> like, the only, like, the only Hollywood so people I think we n- definitely know we know are going to be guys like Harrison Ford, who is like unapologetically grumpy. Like, yeah, he just, sure. Right, right. He sure. just is. And it's like, I think that's who he really is. And I, is I appreciate sure. that about him for sure. Um, yes. anyway, like when you ask him, Calista, I love when he gets, Calista. I love, love when he gets, uh, <laughs> he, he gets in an interview with a nerd. Uh, a Star Wars nerd, and they're like, "So did uh, Greedo shoot shoot first, or did you shoot?" And he's like, "I don't care." Like yeah. it's just, I love that stuff. No, I like it when he. I like he doesn't even say, "I don't know." When he feigns ignorance, and he's like, "I don't know what that is." That's my favorite. <laughs> Uh, Harrison Ford, were you a force ghost in episode nine? I don't know what a force ghost is. And he just storms <laughs> off. <laughs> he just so doesn't crazy. give an F. He, gives, he gives no, no Fs. Time. He's got yeah. no time for it, man. No, he but doesn't. Then, but no. then sometimes he has fun with it, like with Jimmy Kimmel's whole bit with Chewbacca being in the crowd. Was yes, that yeah, 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 yeah. And then or, um, Harrison Ford's mad at him. He knows how to play the game. Yeah, he knows how to play the game. Then he knows how to play it either, you know? When he was on Conan and um, what's his, Shalansky? When he has the Lego... Uh, oh, Millennium Falcon. Falcon. Millennium yeah, Falcon. Yeah, 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 and he like hands it to him, and he like Jordan obviously Schlansky it's a whole really bit. Really handed him the oh, like a Lego verse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, wow. it's, it's yeah, it's you like don't a, it's this a bit, and he dropped like he yeah. dropped it right. Yeah, he like, drops it. That's he, like, whole bit. Yeah, he drops it because Jordan Solansky is all super into Star Wars or whatever, and yeah. yeah, he hands up the Lego Millennium Falcon that he built, and Harrison Ford like Harrison drops it and it just funny. shatters. It's pretty funny. Yeah, can hold a serious like he's trying to break, so he probably was just staring at it, doing like a. Thousand yard stare, just staring yeah. at it like Conan and Chelansky together is like some of the best, the best stuff in the world. When it's they go the on the best. road together, it's just amazing. It's just the best. The best. Yeah. Uh, I will say about Love and Thunder, uh, I was, I'm not a hater. I'm in the middle, kind of like you, Tim. Like I enjoyed it more than, yeah. It's like it was, it's a little more than just okay for me. Like it's, yeah. there yeah, are yeah, more yeah, enjoyable exactly moments. Exactly where I am. Yeah. But sometimes the jokes was like, all right, you're, you're going a little too hard in the joke territory, uh, you know, rated in a little bit. And I wish they had more moments like that gray planet, whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I wish yeah. they had more visual moments. That like was that. that was amazing. Yeah, it's it's yeah. funny because the Marvel movies and the new Ant-Man trailer has proven this as well. They're all kind of falling into the same like Trapper Keeper aesthetic, like from the 90s. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That new Ant-Man trailer, too. Yeah. Like, and so like, yeah, like, I had that yeah. Trapper it's like they all yeah. are like, oh, Guardians did a cool visual thing. Let's all do that for all of our movies. So like. But I don't That's hate what the it. Cosmos, I like, well, I mean, everything's so cosmic now. It's like right. we have to like yeah. have this similar, yep. you know, cosmic style or whatever. Which, so like, again, I, I don't hate, planet, but everything kind of feels, you the know, the whole shadow feels planet very, was very just shiny, like yeah. visually yeah. striking. And I just yeah, absolutely. And we were sucking away all that like flourish and everything like but that. But then they would bring really back like, for certain things, like she lights up Mjolnir yeah. to be able to see, and it was just like this is cool. Like that was cool. It's like, cool. Yeah. Feels they, and looks distinct, right? Very distinct. Because so. it's like it's black and white, but so you would think like you wouldn't see a lot of it, but like it's yeah. uh, you actually are seeing a lot of the action. Like it's distinct enough where you're like actually still seeing what's happening in that. Yeah. In that moment, it's pretty yep. pretty amazing. 
Um, so anyway, so I, overall, I liked it. I think sometimes when you make characters try to be too smarmy, too silly, too ignorant, and they did this to Thor by accident at the beginning where he was almost unlikable in the first mm-hmm. act because he was so out of touch and like oblivious mm-hmm. to what's going on around him. I'm like, I see what you're doing. And it is funny, but it's making him almost unlikable because yeah. he's... And he... He already had an arc where he was unlikable. He already had an arc. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. why are we doing that again? So basically? that that things like that, or like Tessa Thompson's character, who at times is so cool and likable, and at other times I'm like, is she just trying to be standoffish and a jerk to every like? Right. And it seemed like it was out of nowhere. So character inconsistency was probably the biggest weak point for me in this one. Totally but fair. by the by the time it wrapped up, I thought it was really. And you like, know what? I, the way that you, what you mentioned that about Thor too, where he's like a little bit unlikable, you don't really see as much of a journey for him being yeah. not unlikable anymore. He right. just suddenly realizes he has a different set of responsibilities now. Yeah, he just has as, as things it. about other characters you know? revealed to him, he kind of gets more serious, and then it's like, okay, we're back to normal Thor again. But I'm yeah. part of part of me during that opening, I'm like, did he not just go through Infinity War and Endgame and yeah. Like, yeah. and his own yeah. movies where he kind of has these arcs and I don't know. Um, so anyway, that's like fine. Lingering, like almost like PTSD from like Infinity War or something like that. He's it's just almost all... like he got dumb again. It was weird. Yeah. It was just a little weird yeah. in the beginning. But um, but it was funny. Don't get me wrong. A little like, too much see... like his what if uh, counterpart, where that's like a party like, animal. Yes. Yeah. yeah, like a little, a little bro. Which was very right. entertaining. It reminded really me of the that. web shorts where he's a bad roommate to that one guy. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and uh, actually, that is the, the Thor that you're getting yeah. in this movie. Is, yes. is roommate Thor. Where he's sure. very oblivious, and it's very funny. Like he'll leave yeah. him, and you're like sitting on the toilet, and the guy can't get to the bathroom. <laughs> Stuff like that. Like, yeah, that's good. That kind of humor. Funny. I love that they put that character, his roommate, in the movie. By the way, same here. And his name is Daryl too, but it's yeah, not like a the background same guy like, or anything. Like, yeah, but he's like a tour guide or something. Yeah, yeah. so so funny. So anyway, um, yeah, I I do think there's it's okay to have nuance when you think about these movies. Some people really do like the hate or love, yeah. and that's the only options. And I can't like, stand no. when people get really really high and mighty if you have a negative like a negative opinion about a movie like Black Panther, which is very important to uh, some people, I guess. Um, which is fine if it's important to you uh, for identity purposes. That's fine. But like to just be like, well, then you're not allowed to criticize it. It's so frustrating to me. Oh, like, I, agree I mean, with you there. I'm not allowed to say, oh, there might be pacing issues just because I'm white or something. That's really weird, dude. To me. Can I? I'm, oh, I'm so glad you said that because, and that. I know you like, guys were you guys were just busting my balls, and I get it. But when I was saying, Miss Marvel and She Hulk just aren't doing it for me, and I did try to. I watched the second episode of each, by the way, and I will watch them. But like, they're just they're not my thing. And I know you're you're busting my balls for him. I get for busting my balls about it. I get it. But you don't actually think it's because oh, you just don't like female main characters. You are (laughs) thankfully, I think you guys are smart enough to know like yeah, those those show vibes are way different than other Marvel stuff. So like they really are. Yeah, if you're if you're you're there for something, yeah, that's that's not the vibe that's been around. But it's not because I don't like female lead characters, people. Okay. Well, funny enough, though, everyone hated uh, uh, Brie Larson as uh, Miss Marvel because, you know, she's yeah, all like a strong she's woman. She's a strong woman. That's and, not why yeah. I didn't think she was great. I thought she was a little bland. <laughs> uh, but I do like her. I, th- I think she's good as Miss Marvel. Yeah. I don't think she's, she's great. She's shown that she's a great actress. She said, yeah. Not Dude, in I those movies. In, those, in that role, she's, those that role <laughs> she's pretty bland. Like those yeah. meaningful moments in Miss Marvel. Well, and like, people. The, just she's, She struggles to really. It's almost like she needed three or four more takes to really get into the moment because she just wasn't in or the moment. Just, maybe did just had bad na- directing and stage notes all together. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah, where the guy just wasn't asking because you know they shoot yeah. these things out of order and yeah. if you you don't have a good uh, if you don't have a good director who's kind of keeping your like 
aimed in the right direction, then like now she filmed she filmed Endgame and all that stuff like way before Captain Marvel solo movie, like a year before it, and they then they did post production for like a year. Oh, so Captain like, Marvel. I kept sending me Marvel. Captain Marvel. So, yeah. like, she did all of her Endgame stuff where they didn't even know who that character was yet. They just knew that she was powerful, and that's yeah. that's it. it, uh, it well, also too, she's supposed to. Yeah, she ends yeah, up having to be the strongest, um, the strongest hero in that in that sort of arc, right? The Infinity, Infinity arc, and it's like that's towards the end. Suddenly, it's like, oh, the most powerful character. Here we go. We're slapping it towards the end here instead yeah. of like having having room to breathe with her. Like if they started like yeah. maybe in phase two or Man, something. Man, I really do wish she was on that trek with them and time traveling. Like then we would have seen some actual depth for that character. Like I think yeah. so too. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But, but I, I, that's, I, the, that's the problem with two powerful heroes. Like, you have to remove them from the equation. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> One, and there was a lot of fan backlash, too, just with her and everything like that, because, yeah. you know, that's just how fans are. So, like, I just, it's, it's, I wonder how much of that was influenced. Probably not much at all, because all this stuff is already mapped out and everything like that. But, like, you know, w- is there a world where she was such a loved character from the first movie where she has her own next movie where it's just her and she's not sharing the screen with 17 other Marvel characters, you know? Or, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's so it's really interesting to see. Uh, I don't know how all that stuff shakes out because uh, reception yeah, well, is next... everything, you know, reception is first. Well, yeah, people uh, people are hesitant to, you know, want to overuse that character, use them in solo ways. And stuff. First impressions well, make a huge difference, man. Like when you introduced Guardians of the Galaxy, the reason why I think that did so well personally is because I think they made them it. It was an undeniably good film with really compelling characters that were funny yeah. and interesting and fun. So you have to, I know this sounds really stupid. It's like a TED talk or something, but you have to be undeniable. If you're trying to introduce a new thing and get everyone bought in, you got to make it undeniable. And her performance and that script and just that overall movie just wasn't undeniably good where it's like, whoa, new yeah. era of Marvel. It felt like an MCU roadmap movie where they're like okay we said we have to do this movie so we should do this movie yeah. oops yeah. we put this character in yeah it has to be undeniably good yeah. it just does and Bro, uh, i feel like i feel like the next movie she's gonna be in has a better shot at being like the a more Marvel's... well-rounded movie yeah, yeah for sure yeah. because well, it, that's... it's it's being described as like a uh um i can't forget the words but basically it's more like a oceans 11 type vibe where yeah, okay where well it's, it's like her she's being training, silly right? with different different characters and stuff um, yeah isn't it like yeah. she's you know also training a whole squad of marvel like pretty much just marvels yeah. or whatever yeah. you know what movie she would have fit in really well in terms of the way she performed and her character's powers too was the eternals like she felt to me like yeah she felt feels to me like one of those characters that are like they don't feel totally ready yet it's almost like this is a first draft of who these yeah. characters are supposed to be and the actors weren't totally prepped on how they're supposed to do this scene like to me she fits in on that level with the eternals mm. um so anyway hey there i read somewhere on on like somebody that's like a scooper scoopster that drops all these scoops and nuggets Oops, said scoop. that said that there's going to be another eternals movie before secret wars comes out and i'm like okay dude I cannot <laughs> All right. Harry Styles, I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Formerly Mr. Oh, uh, spoilers for that movie, I guess. Yeah, I guess. It's sure, yeah. <laughs> Some character that I have no clue who, who that is. Like, yeah. I had to look is, it up. You I was don't like, know who Thanos' is woman? Uh, that's Thanos' brother? How dare you? How dare you, sir? Oh, so sorry. <laughs> yeah, so Harry sorry. Styles in real life. In real life, is Thanos' brother. Yeah, in real life. Because yeah, yeah. um, yeah. Thanos' last name, like... Thanos' last name was Styles. Yep, All right, Thanos so Thanos Thanos. <laughs> Thanos. Yeah. On, on that note, there's no better way to end a podcast than oh, to talk about it. Thanos Styles. Um, thank you guys. This was a this was a good one. Next week, actually, 
probably not next week. Probably in two weeks we'll do our predictions for Game Awards. So next week cool. we'll continue to catch up on stuff we're playing. Maybe throw a, a quiz in there or something like that. But um, until then, enjoy your Thanksgivings for those of you who celebrate Thanksgiving. And we will see you next time. Gobble, gobble. Stuffing. Stuffing.